0: wrestling federation for over 50 years the revolutionary force in sports entertainment The Macho Man, Randy Savage, Skinner, The British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith, The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Haku, Shawn Michaels, The Warlord, El Matador, Sid Justice, IRS, Nikolai Volkov, The Texas Tornado, Virgil, The Undertaker, The Big Boss Man, the Hammer Valentine, Superfly Snooker, and the Immortal Hulk! Ha-
1: Hello, everyone, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello. Scott and Cloud here, joined as always by my good friend and co host, Paul Brown. Hello. See, Paul, I'm doing the regular intro. So you you're getting, are, well um, done. Not getting one of me like you did last week. I, I was drunk. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's not an excuse, really, at this stage. This is stage. the one I'm using, because I'm sober now. <laughs> mm. For it's cold. <laughs> yes. And this is another episode of From the Vault, our ritual review series. More crucially, the final part of our three-part series that we've been doing, titles, politics and pish, and the final part is a revisit of the 1992 Royal Rumble match on well, the pay-per-view, but also the 1992 Rumble, because we'll talk about the Rumble match in some detail. A show that we covered only a couple of months into our time as a podcast, because it was yes, Rumble season, we did. and there was a lot of talk about the Rumble I'm not listening back to that episode because it's still far too early
2: and our time time's podcast for me to really bear. But if I am remembering this correctly, this is the anniversary of said rumble we are covering, is it not,
1: today, we, Scott? Yes, we are recording this on Wednesday, the nineteenth of January. So even though we can't get out, <laughs> we kind of won't get out till afterwards. Yeah. We are recording it to the, years to the, the day. day which, is, which is when I realised I try to remember. I didn't know when in January that was, but I wanted to also get this review out at some point in like mid January and then I realised it was on the nineteenth button given the schedule, oh at least we can record it on the day we can say we did that. Yeah. I was seven when this rumble happened. Seven. My mum and dad were only a couple of months married and they've been together thirty years so good for them. Yeah, good for your mum and dad. (laughs) Uh being my mum it's our birthday next week. Oh. Happy birthday to your mum when it comes. Thank you. So, so I thought I'd throw in something nice there, you know. I, I will get her a card and a cupcake. I'm sure she'd appreciate the card and a cupcake. But, yes, we recorded this quite a while back, so i wanted to go back and, even though I haven't listened to a thing, I can have a vague memory of what I felt when I last watched it when I went to sit down and watch this on the network, uh, and I think... Some things I feel the same about. Some things I've kind of softened. I'm like, oh, maybe that wasn't as bad. Or that was actually a bit better than it was. Mm. And then there are some things, one thing in particular, and we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. That I hated maybe as much, if not more, on the secondary watch.
2: Something that you would like to burn with fire.
1: Something I'd like to punch in stupid little
2: fists. Yes. But like you say, we'll get to it. We will get to it. I will say, because I just watched it just before we started recording. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought, overall, it was a pretty decent pay-per-view, apart from a particular point. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good pay-per-view. give gave a good account It was sell Most of the matches leading up to the Rumble were mm-hmm. pretty solid. Yeah. You know, most of the title matches were pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And I say most, and I'll give you my reasonings for mm-hmm. that as we go on. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty decent pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, I think it's weird. <laughs> like when people talk about the 92 Royal Rumble is the greatest Royal Rumble, they... I think they only say that they mean as in the Royal Rumble match itself. I don't think we'll talk about greatest Royal Rumbles. It's very rare to take a Royal Rumble into account in terms of the whole card because it's our Royal Rumbles where, if you take into account the undercard as well, you can say they're all taking Great, like 2000 because that's the Triple H, Cactus Jack
2: Street fight, the table match between the and the Dudleys, Taz's debut. Of course, but if you're talking about Royal Rumble result and when are the best ever Royal Rumbles were 95 and 96, obviously.
1: (laughs) Of course, yeah. Even though
2: the card and participants in the 85 Rumble, other
1: than the winner and a few other people, were woeful compared yeah, to other years.
2: I'll grant you, the, the, the card, awful. Yeah. But the, the winner,
1: mm-hmm.
2: awesome. But
1: like, uh, I, when, we, when we look at this, we should also look at this in terms of the card itself. Because I think when talking about the 82 Rumble, we'll yeah. we talk about the Rumble and how star-studded it is.
2: Yeah. But that does... Yeah, Virgil and the Berserker. Wow. <laughs> but I think that does, to
1: an extent, have an impact on who you then have wrestling in your undercard for the show. True. With the exception of only one person who wrestles in the undercard also wrestles in the Royal Rumble later on. Yeah. So that's worth kind of taking into account. A couple of people had to miss the show for various kayfabe reasons, Want to be well for real reasons. Yeah. But we'll delve into that. But is there anything you want to talk about that you got going on in your week? You? Oh,
2: well, no, not really. I just... As I said to you before we started recording, I've done more washing than I had space for. <laughs> I got I got like, that way you get when you're tidying, you know, you think, fuck it, you get your bug up, a butt, up your butt about a particular <laughs> thing, you think I'm going to do a washing. So I, I did. Mm-hmm. And then I went, oh, fuck, I've done too much washing. <laughs> you know? Uh, when you
1: first told me, uh, I thought you were going to say, like, the clothes you were in, like, I've no other clothes, I've washed all my other clothes. No, no,
2: no, <laughs> no. No, oh, I I did that thing as I say. You you know you have a few specific things that mm-hmm. you need to wash, mm-hmm. and then as you're putting it in the machine, you go, well, that could do with a wash too, and that mm-hmm. too, and that, and then before you realise, you've got two washing machine loads of washing. Yeah. And you go, huh? Where am I going to put it all? Mm-hmm. And now I'm at a posi- Now I'm in a position where I've had to leave a few t-shirts in the machine until other things are dry, so I can hang the t-shirts. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, I get you mean yeah. But do you know what? I stand by what I done. <laughs>
1: you were, at least you were keeping yourself occupied. Yeah, I got everything. the washing
2: done. I cleaned up in here. I made my bed. I laughed at Boris Johnson. <laughs> you know, laughed so much at Boris Johnson because I know we don't talk politics in this show very yeah. much, but he's a fud and he was quite easily played as one in the PM's questions today.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to laugh when it comes to Boris you? Otherwise, you'll just bang your head against the wall, yeah. to be honest. But
2: with everybody's asking the same question.
3: <laughs> how did you know no?
2: <laughs> I don't know. How... he told me it was a party. <laughs> and I
1: d- he told me. And I, I didn't know that he'd been saying that. And I'm even thinking, like, if somebody tries not to get involved in politics, because, more than not, he can be incredibly dull.
2: But or enraging.
1: I... Or, or that. So, but I think... Like, I've been to some boring parties in my life. But at least you knew it was a fucking party. At least you know it's a party. Even the worst even when they don't have the biggest party atmosphere, you can still recognise that they are supposed to be a
2: party. If there's booze and there's food, <laughs> generally that is the utmost of a party, if there's food and booze. If there was a large group
1: of people gathered in a number higher than what you recommended people gather in a certain space... Then it is a party. And you have broke the rules, uh, and you were that, a lying fat dick. That you indeed said, and somehow didn't know, but again, we're getting too political but here. But no,
3: he didn't know because nobody told him.
1: Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's too annoying to even make jokes about that's why I don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. I'm getting close to that banging my head stage, so we'll move on. Yeah, uh,
2: we'll move on. Like what you, about you, Scott? Do you have a good week? I'm alright, you know, I'm just, you know, just existing no, you no, I, know we're, I know we're recording a little earlier in the week than we usually do but yeah. is it going well so far yeah you know I mean, work, I've got work you know work is work and I'm just looking forward
1: to you know, having the weekend off as I usually do and then you know, making final preparations for my mum's you know, birthday and we're not doing anything we're going, but we are going out for dinner which, which should be nice and everything he's going somewhere nice yeah we're going uh, somewhere in the town oh that'll be fun yeah and there my mum and dad are then going back to some hotel in the town so I'm going to then go home we're having it early in the evening, so the dog's not left on his own. So I'm hacking and go back, take care of the dog overnight, give them an night after the dog, and then they come back the next day. So you're, we're gonna go for a hotel. You're gonna go back and chill with the dog. And yeah, chill. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, make sure I walk him during the day. Make sure he's been out and doing his business. So he's not desperate to you know get out when he's yeah or doesn't have an accident while we're away. But like also in terms of birthdays, my uh, friend pal David, went to at do thirtieth party? Back a few weeks because uh, it was meant to happen this weekend. So he doesn't have to turn thirty yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can I'll keep You can make that argument, <laughs> but you know. he uh, was meant to have uh, uh, this weekend. But then they're like, it's, even though there's maybe a change in restrictions, which would allow the party to go ahead starting Monday. The venue that he was meant to have it to so they need to keep to the current restrictions until then, which means even though it's only two days difference, they're not having. They can't have the host the party in the day originally agreed on. So. They pushed it back to somewhere mid February.
2: Well, that'll still be fun. Though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, at least he's still going to have the party and everything. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, also, I'm saying to a thing recently uh, for a charitable cause uh, I'm doing 12,000 steps a day for every
2: day in February. i I seen your charitable cause, and believe me, when, when I am. Mm. When I am presented with funds, I will donate to yeah. your charitable fund. I have I have not been ignoring your charitable yeah, fund. Yeah, I I became aware it because of Gary from the SSR. He works
1: for the charity called uh, Children First, and he shared it. And I thought I've got a dog who has a lot of energy. I could do I could do that maybe, mm. and <laughs> maybe go for a couple of additional walks in between your know, work. Because you know, I'm always looking for an excuse to get away from the computer. Between mm. my head in between work, Consid- you know,
2: considering how often you're in front of the fucking thing, I don't su- it don't surprise me. Because
1: because why? Because then we think about what's my other main force of entertainment to, when I go on my break or Mullins is to watch another screen, watch the telly, watch something on <laughs> just the phone. Some way to get away from a screen. Yeah, just get away from the screen. Maybe I'll still put headphones in, listen, download some podcasts or some music, and just, yeah. but just go for an extra walk or so in the evening or in the afternoon time. And I think it'll be good for me. And I'll
2: get more active and February. Oh, it would be, but. 'Cause I, I I enjoy going for, you know, my walks and things like that. I enjoy little power walks here and there and yeah. You know, walking is good, it's good for the mind as well as the body.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I should be I'm sure by like mid February I'll be like, I can't be doing with this huh. <laughs> But like, even if I don't get twelve thousand like, exactly each day, I've worked out where I've like basically I've climbed twelve thousand by twenty eight the twenty eight days in February and then the combined till was three hundred and thirty six thousand. So I've got to put on my end, if my month end count is 336 or above, even if there were one or two days where I didn't do the exact 1,000, I would still have reached my goal. And at least, either way, the money will go to a worthwhile cause, Because yeah. I've, I've already put the, the fundraiser out. Originally, they, they make it for you and they set it at 150, you can choose to edit it. I said, if I go, let's go a bit more, let's go aim for 200 to the now. Uh, I've already had some people who are very generous. So I'm, already halfway, yeah, I'm even, really already halfway there, and I'm not even already halfway there. i have not even done anything yet. Get yourself a treadmill, <laughs> and then you can get your steps and watch TV at the same time. I have considered that. actually I think when it gets to a bit much towards the end of February, i was like, fuck it, i will not bring Where's the, where's the nearest gym? i will walk in there. Go jump on the treadmill for half an hour. But either then, it's still steady, I'm still having my sights and the and the charity's still getting going to get their money. Cool. Mm. So, you know, especially what my mum did last year, shortly after getting Dexter, where they did, a uh, thing 100k in May, and she did that quite well, She far fucking exceeded that, so I thought, she can do that, I can do this, you know? mm. So, yeah, um, I'm feeling really good about this kind of thing that I'm doing.
2: And so you should. Yeah. It's a noble thing, and it's good for your fitness and shit, and your mind yeah. as well, so it's good.
1: So there may be days where I'm up a bit later to do this well, I guess because I may decide to do a kind of a mix of bus slash walking because I'm not walking the whole way here bus walking <laughs> Where like maybe I get the, the bus to a certain bit and then walk the rest of the way or walk to a certain bit and then get their bus and then same going back because I've worked out I think it's like five and almost five and a half miles a day is the equivalent of those twelve thousand steps take up take up the hobby of the gas man from bottom bus surfing <laughs> bus surfing
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: That would have good for your fitness.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I just wander around the house or wander around my garden with my pedometer in my pocket. <laughs> just to get a couple extra hundred here and there.
2: Yeah. Or I'm just going to take like, the long way back from the shops. <laughs> I walk across here, and then I walk back across here. <laughs> and then maybe, just maybe, I will walk back across there again. Yeah, I live in a close, like six in a close, right? And there's a bunch of connected
1: back. So the people all on the back end, with back gardens, and then the people on either side of me. I wonder. I, I want my goals. One of my goals one of these days during this late like, month of February is just to walk out, just walk some laps through my garden, just get the steps, and wonder how long it's going to take for some people to come to the window and think, is that guy having a mental down out there? He's just wandering around his garden, just. And then I'll just wait, wait until someone's watching I'll just stand still in the middle of the garden, just thinking, what the fuck's wrong with him?
2: i will phone the police, you know. <laughs> good, good. i will phone the police, especially <laughs> if you stand there and start muttering to
1: yourself. <laughs> I just stand there muttering.
2: 12,000. 12,000 a 12,000. <laughs> Say it out loudly. So hear it just enough. Go 12,000. 12,000. That'll stop larges. 12,000.
1: Somebody open, open looks the to the and I just silly turn. 12,000. That'll stop the voices.
2: That'll stop larges to kill. That'll kill. stop. Keep walking. 12,000. 12,000. Kill. Kill them all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this guy took a, a rudely sinister turn, didn't he?
2: As it usually does, Mm-hmm. when we're about to talk about a certain individual on this dotty show. Mm-hmm. You cunt.
4: <laughs>
1: but
2: anywho. Yeah, anywho.
1: We're at least more sober than we were. Uh, I say more sober, we're completely sober compared to where we were last time we did this series. When we were just drunk, they were at all, you bastard, and by us I mean me.
2: We're probably still going to do
1: that. Oh yeah, we are, just... Uh, May try and hold back a bit more because he's had uh, no filter. By the time we got to the end of, uh, by the time we got to the end, there's of no need Tuesday to hold back one well, because in this one we can just laugh at him. <laughs> yeah, at least he doesn't. At least he didn't walk out with the belt this time.
2: No, um, but we can we can laugh at him and call him a cunt in the same regard. You can. sound faced old and cunt. So, but oh, I, I'm assuming by the by what your
1: rhetoric there, that you are ready to delve deep into the Royal Rumble 1992. I am indeed, yes. Let's get to it then. The Royal Rumble, as we said, January 19th, 1992, 30 years to the day. And I told Paul before I started, I have more notes here about my, more notes about the arena that the venue's been held in, the event has been held in, sorry, Yeah. than I ever have before. And like it's not that, that many, I usually have one or two lines at most. I've got like six or seven here. Let me go talk on. to you about the Knickerbocker, arena in, Knickerbocker Albany, arena in Albany, New York is where this event has been held. The venue opened January 30th, 1990, so two years earlier. And the first ever performance was a Frank Sinatra concert, apparently. Yeah. So there you go. But then it's gone through a number of name changes. In ninety seven, Pepsi acquired the rights to the arena, so it became the Pepsi Arena. And 2006 it then became the Times Union Centre. Was there, was there ever a WWF event held when it was the Pepsi Arena? I'll, uh, I'll get to that in a second. Oh, see. okay. But then, and then Times Union Centre became from 2006 onwards. And then late 2021, it now has this, it's the name that it has now. now called the MVP Arena. Which I think sounds like a fantastic name for a wrestling... like they've hold a wrestling show. Welcome, live from the MVP Arena. I prefer
2: the original name. Or the
1: Knickerbocker Arena. Yeah. Alright, fair enough. It's their own. Uh, there have been, other than I'll say the 1992 Royal, which is significant in its own right in terms of like wrestling events being held at this arena. It also is the site of a March 22nd 1999 episode of Raw, which is most well known for the Austin beer bath segment in the lead-up to his match with the Rock of Wrestling well, 2015. When it was the Pepsi Arena, right? Yes, that would have been the Pepsi Arena. And I don't know this would have been a red-edit they switched from the Pepsi to Time Union Centre, but in 2006... I also hosted New Year's Revolution 2006, which was the site of the first ever Money in the Bank cash in when Edge cast in on John Cena Mm -hmm. after the Elimination Chamber match. Cool. Yeah. So there you go, a very notable arena in the world of wrestling. I didn't know that. Very much so. The venue can hold between uh, 15,500 just under and 17,500, and the attendance tonight is around 17,000 exactly. Yeah, it did look pretty packed out. It's a pretty packed out arena, to be fair. Uh, the tagline for the show is, every man for himself, mm. which is just a description of the Royal Rumble, which they keep repeating during the, they've repeated for yeah, years. Yeah, we did, we did, yeah, yeah. And uh, the buy rate here, now obviously, we had like 300,000 odd people buying Survivor Series, and then we had, like, less than half of that for just Tuesday in Texas. Yeah. So you took a big bump up for even, the Royal even Rumble. Even
3: though
2: we spent all of Survivor Series advertising last Tuesday in Texas. Yes,
1: it was a glorified advert that happened to have a title change attached to it. Yeah. That's how you describe Survivor Series 91. So, obviously, uh, with the Royal Rumble, plus the, the added allure of the WF Championship being online, it's the first time anything's actually up for grabs in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. The, the buy rate has went up. And we had 260,000 buys for the Royal Rumble. They're obviously better than the last two shows that we've talked about in the series. However, it is noteworthy that it is actually down from 1991 significantly, which had 440,000 buys, Mm. which is strange considering, again, something's actually on the line for this Royal Rumble. Uh, it would take a bump back up for the next year's Royal 193 where there was 300,000 buys. Which was the first rumble where the title match was on the line. Yeah, where this would lead to then the winner going on to WrestleMania. To, yeah. Even though it wasn't official in the 91 Rumble, I'd still argue that the 91 Rumble is the first time the winner went on to fight the Champion because Hogan won that and then was later named number one contender. Yeah, but like, like,
2: So, not officially. Not well, officially, yeah. but it is
1: technically the first time. I'm a stickler for that kind of
2: thing. But also, also, this Royal Rumble would be the first of, to my knowledge, two Royal Rumbles where the title was. Um, the prize of winning it, which would be the second one, would be two thousand sixteen. Yeah,
1: twenty five years later. I wonder if they were they realized oh it's twenty five years since we did that. Should we do it again?
2: Inter- interesting, in regards to who won the 2016 one as well. Yeah,
1: it was it would be Triple H. Yeah, yeah. Believes barely even a year, and he might be still be training at this point in nineteen ninety two. Because like yeah, we're yeah. he, he spent like ninety three, ninety four in WCW, so I think he's. Still very much learning his craft at this stage. Yeah, it
2: wasn't less roundabout with the time period when he would have been tagging with Stephen Regal. I think that would come a bit later, but I think he's still
1: like an up and comer, up oh, the up and coming terror rising. Yeah, he, he is a <laughs> he
2: is he is green. Mm-hmm. He is a he is a blue chipper as yes as we used used to call The Rock. Mm We used to call a lot of young guys like Blue chivers. I don't know what it means, but you know. Some
1: American thing. Yeah, (laughs) it's American. We don't understand. Yes, we don't know. (laughs) Obviously, Munson and Heenan, I don't even need to say. Everybody knows Heenan's famous. I heard people talk about how great a commentator you know, as they always point to the 92 Rumble and has, it's not fair to flicker. I've got
2: to say, I noticed a fantastic sign in the crowd uh-huh. on the 8th day, God created Gorilla Monsoon. And <laughs> Monsoon going, what does that sign say there? Oh, okay. on, on the 8th day? Oh, that's alright. Because <laughs> I couldn't make it out, because it
1: looked like, okay, I've got a shot of the 8th day bit, but some prick stands up in the way of the person. No, the I, just, I
2: just caught it. It said like, on the eighth day, God created monsoon. I <laughs> was like, nice. Uh, and it opens with uh, a, something that would happen a lot during this
1: period, but uh got to be noble for Vince, you know, given that he's all in this one. Vince, uh, as always, we've got throat burning. Uh, yeah, intro yeah. to the show, where instead of just, you know, promoting just the wrong sale he just needs to read out to you, literally all 30 people who are in there, now we have superstars competing in the realm. Haku, the berserker. I love how he, when he mentions Flair, he has to get in, like. He says like everybody's name just like, in one full motion, but he realises he's only got a limb to take for Flair, so he has to get in the real world champion. He goes, Haku, IRS, alleged real world champion, Rick Flair, the big boss man. Very quick. Alleged real world champion. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, Also, you notice a slight pitch change. When he's talking about the actual stars and people who have a chance of winning mm. compared to some undercards like the Berserker, Iris,
3: the Undertaker, the Marvel Hulk Hulk. Uh, but he even did that with, with with also the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, like he <laughs> was my first one out.
1: <laughs> I know that's one of my mean one thing one of, my, one of few one of my few have kind of greats with this rumble. Like why did DPS had to get thrown out so quickly? Yeah, it was very
2: quick. He recently got in and. Mm-hmm. Got thrown it out again.
1: Yeah, I, I argued, well, to an extent I floated the idea during our 91 Survivor Series review that maybe kind of Flair kind of came in and kind of almost foil took the role in the company and the, the card that Dibiase himself had had mm. in mm. previous years, only unlike DBS, what Dibiase was meant to, but never came to wish Flair actually got the fucking yeah, table, yeah you true, know? Yeah, true, true. And you know, and you could actually argue that like DBS we should have won the 1989 Royal Rumble. He was, you know, the first ever number thirty
2: entrant in a Rumble as well. Yeah, but you know, if you think about it, we were just kind of feeling the, putting the feels at that point. I didn't really know what it was going to do or if it was going to, yeah, be yeah. as big as it was. But, you know, I enjoyed I enjoyed that with Vince when he's when he's like like you say <laughs> with the throat burning voice. Yeah. And then the,
3: Welcome to the Royal Rumble!
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was always a good lead-on for Vince and his crazy voice <laughs> and a, you One know, said. Gorilla
3: going, <laughs> Welcome to the Nigger Barker Arena!
1: I do too lovely the system they had when they introduced the card like, no, It's particularly notable where he basically mentions a match. It's kind of similar to when you watch about the old New House is what Vincent King would do in that yeah. the face commentator face play by paywears and mentions oh we're going to see this match go so to the heel for the comment yeah. and, and obviously usually in favour of the heel or like me jab at whoever the face happens to me but you know I think everybody will most people will probably say that Heenan probably did it better no
2: Heenan did it great yeah. Heenan was and is hmm. you know probably the best colours commentator of all time I remember when we did this the first
1: time our review of it I have been so perplexed by this opening match because I knew very little about the existence of either tag team.
2: Yeah, I know a little more about the Orient Express yeah. because I've seen them. I've seen them beat uh, the Rockers on an earlier one.
1: Yeah, well, this is that was the old version because uh, Kato was not in the original Orient Express. He was a newer member. And part of the reason he's wearing a mask, he's not even Japanese, the guy playing on. No, what
2: is, who Paul, is he?
1: Paulo Diamond. Mean, I believe he's maybe Croatian. Ah. used to play football, apparently, I learned on another podcast. He uh, used to be a goalkeeper for a while. Football football? I guess, like, goalkeeper, like, actual football. Aye. Oh, he's from Croatia, so obviously he would have played regular, actual football. No, not run-with-it-in-your-hand run with, run with it in your hand football. Yeah. And I think he may have also briefly played Max Moon as well. Did he? Yeah. That was Max Moon? Supposedly. So, I mean, originally the, the part... That's cool. The man. gimmick was created like, Conan, and he came in had a couple of pieces and then kept... You know, no showing to go do AAA shows, so he yeah. eventually got to a thing with Vincent. I think that Max Moon could have been a
2: champ, you know.
1: <laughs> I think he could have been.
2: He was fabulous.
1: <laughs> Can I just talk about T- Pat Tanaka? First off, n- I can't really take him seriously for two reasons. One, he Why? looks like he's wearing his jammies. Or like, he's like that kid who can't bear taking his shirt off at the pool, so he keeps it on. Uh, not that I'm saying he's fat, but he just, him just wrestling in that big black shirt. And
2: also, his name's Pat. He just looked like he was wearing training gear. I know. You know what I mean. I didn't think there was anything wrong with what he was wearing. Uh, 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 and you know, for I'll tell you something: the the back and forth. Well, I say back and forth. The the fight between him and the Rocket, mm-hmm. even though it was very one sided. Yeah. I liked the technical ability of Pat Tanaka. I yeah. liked it because he was really good. There was lots of good holds. You know, lots of good moves it was a good match up to that point mm-hmm. you know and plus we got the wee the wee face heel thing where you know the rocket gets the tag and the ref doesn't see the tag and yeah. you know, like and Anvil comes lumbering
3: and like got in and the
2: ref's like aye but you did not get in he's
3: like but I did get in
2: I'm like Urgh. but it didn't. when did I not aye when did I not right you but
1: know? they're taking you on the new foundation we yeah, all like, know in wrestling when you add the word new onto something it instantly makes ah, it a totally success. The
2: new foundation who were basically wearing high energies ring gear. Yeah. I all didn't... all we did when high energy existed was just change the theme. Take take out Nightheart, <laughs> put in the Birdman, and change the name and the music. And the music. And I I don't know why, but in the back of my head, I assumed that they had the same
1: music. So I was kind of sad to not hear the music. But then I thought, oh no, the music that high energy have and then. One would keep later on it's actually called High Energy so it makes sense that they don't have that music yeah. yet but I like the boom I liked it I liked, I
2: liked the, the High Energy music the,
1: I thought it was oh, pretty I was cool. a fan of like, the New Foundations that's not the New Foundations
2: I like their music
1: I did not really. I wouldn't like it ever but <laughs> how very colourful and of the era their, their gear is you know I mean they're, they're not the new Heart Foundations they're just the new Foundations there are no pink and black no here. Anvil wearing trunks that look like he's playing the genie in a low rent production of Aladdin and no one didn't well more so in I heart
2: yeah I suppose
1: so, like, look like the colour scheme look like straight out like, the intro to like a fucking 90s like kids show like fucking Saved by the Bell or some shit like that you know
2: or what we wore when they weren't the Power Rangers <laughs> and the Power Rangers
1: yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: And weirdly, this predates the Power Rangers. The Power Rangers mm. wouldn't debut in America till next year. And you, you did you ever know? I know we're going off here, but did you never, did you never wonder when you seen the original Power Rangers how no one figured it out? I know they all- the very fact that they all walked around in their corresponding colors and never left each other's side. Yeah, uh. and we're all. All five of them were always missing from school at the same time. Like,
1: you know, they keep that going through the, all, all many of the later seasons. They always have the characters have to wear the colour corresponding to the ranger colour in case for some, in the last five seconds, like, you, between that episode and the previous episode, you've suddenly forgot which one's which.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: like, yeah. like, do you think they were that stupid? But, you know, that's a whole other issue. But I think it's an opening match, it's opening, like, tag... It was very good. Like Owen, pretty much
2: did do most of the work. for yeah, his team. I, I don't know if Angle, if Angle was like struggling with injury or fitness at the time, because you know he was standing on the apron sweating. He did, <laughs> yeah. Even when he was standing there doing nothing, he looked fucked. Yeah, that was the issue, you know. But Owen must have been like, must have been a baby at that point.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? Yeah, he was still called the Rock. He was doing like he was the high flyer and everything. Because yeah.
1: like in between. He did the running in the WWF as the Blue Blazer. Yeah, he'd, oh. even, he'd even wrestled at uh, WrestleMania five. five, was named Mister Perfect. But shortly after that, he left. He went back to Japan. Yeah, former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, uh, old Owen Hart, and he was doing you know the style, which at the time was seen as ahead of its time. And yeah, like some of the moves that he's doing, like where he does kind of well grabs things, Kato, Sandy he under the springs back flips over and then he Yeah, and yeah drag I seen the one that was cool And then they're talking about oh, like no everyone thinks things Anvil's crazy but Anvil's actually the same one because you know Anvil wouldn't do, wouldn't take such high risks like Owen Hart and everything Anvil so wouldn't be able to do those moves But I think they're trying to say oh look at the high risk offense, you know, Owen Hart will just throw I was going to say you throw his body to win, but I don't think given the circumstances that's the right thing to say Or mentioning the Blue Blazer Or mentioning the Blue Blazer but you know two different versions of the Blue Blazer to Yeah prefer. But the burgundy blazer. <laughs> the burgundy blazer. <laughs> but anyway, but he looked very good in this match. It pretty much was a showcase for him, even if it wasn't intended to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like he you know, said, oh, I wouldn't let him do that if I was his manager and everything.
2: And, of course, we got the typical heel manoeuvres from Mr. Fuji. Yeah, I think... Who was who was standing on the outside going, Ah, ha, 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 very good. <laughs> and then yeah. when, he, when he stuck the cane mm-hmm. in the corner... And, and then... Owen did like shoulder first, He fucking snapped that in, huh? Yeah, snapped that pesky little cane, <laughs> went, Ah, oh, my shoulder! <laughs> yeah,
1: cos like, they do have anvil in, and he has a bit where, with, uh, with Tanaka, Tanaka keeps trying to go and shoulder, but the yeah, anvil's maybe the powers are good, so he can't, they're like, ah, you yeah, can't knock me down. And then Owen comes back in, and then they do a thing with, uh, Fuji kind of sneaking in, and getting him with the... Yeah, getting him um, in the throat with the cane. Which then leads to them getting worked over, and then they do the, the spot, Later on, what you said, like, oh, he tied, but the referee didn't see it. So, while the referee's telling I will get out of the ring, Fuji puts his cane up on the corner yeah. and they do that spot. So, they work over Owen for quite a while. And it does lead to a really strong pot for Anvil getting the tag eventually that the referee does
2: see. Was that the bit when he got the tag and then I think he went and pulled the rope and Angle did a big sort of, like, uh, missile fucking... Uh, I Owen helps, like, spring him over. He yeah. flat dies
1: over the road and a bit of a shoulder block. I or think that's
2: the, the most agility I've ever seen for the Angle. Uh,
1: Anvil, you keep calling him Anvil. Anvil, sorry. <laughs> Anvil. 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 Pointy chin. <laughs> Pointy chin. Crazy laughing man.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did, did you know of it at least when the match was started before they got going, the two of them going, you no, you do
3: you! No, you. <laughs> you're a dick, no, you're a dick!
1: I <laughs> think <laughs> the only reason Fuji was really put with these guys, other than that sneaky evil foreigners yeah. were the thing at the time, yeah. Asian tag team. Fuji, we got a job for you. <laughs> Asian tag team, except you put the mask on, they'll not tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, like other than that, I think without a manager or at least one without the with the track record of Fuji with successful clients such as Buddy Demolition and in that yeah, and later on Yokozuna. He, uh these guys would look a bit too jobbery without him. I think. Cause I like, think so. Because like Fuji is not in the best. He's best beard manager as because who is his other client at the time? The Berserker. He's not exactly got world beaters in his stable at yeah, the minute. He'd have to go another year before he had that. No, yeah, yeah. No. And somebody, when he finally gets someone who, who was capable of winning a Royal Rumble. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there you go. He had to change from his little bowler hat to a kimono. <laughs> he had to go from odd job to... Really uh, odd job. Yes, to even
1: more stereotypical Japanese man who was actually born in Hawaii. But, you know...
2: I'm, like, even supposedly, you couldn't... You shouldn't, you shouldn't have worked for Goldfinger. <laughs> you should work for Blofeld. <laughs> Why you'd be be blowjobs? <laughs> 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 I, like, I think even, allegedly, like, like,
1: uh, Fujita didn't even know that much Japanese. Nah, he was American-born, wasn't he? Yeah, like, Asian-American and, like, not all of them are you know, forced to learn yeah. the language, you know. That's, that's the thing. But, you know, that didn't stop them from pairing with, with most of the Japanese wrestlers, No, that, not yeah. really. Yeah. No, the Berserker wasn't. Well, no, but, like, for the most part, like, no, at least one half, at least 50% of the Ord Express were. <laughs> and I was going to say Yoko, but then again, Yoko fucking Samoan playing a Japanese game. Yeah, yeah Paul, he's from the Polynesian Islands.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Yoko, but Yoko's in it as maybe a Samoan like title at the the, the, the top. Yeah, that's actually, the shit. Yes, basically, yeah. <laughs> so... Like you said, I think we covered most of the stuff here because, like, they only even when they are like double and like working over own, it's very basic stuff. then oh, the crowd's really, but it's good. Yeah, <coughs> and the crowd come alive, and the when Anvil gets a tag. Yeah, this is the first of three tag matches we'll see in the undercard. I think they kind of fill. No, out, it's
2: the first of two.
1: They kind of fill out the undercard with tag matches because of the other Rumble you know, and most of the big stars and are tied up. It, with The that. only
2: reason I say that is I don't call, I don't class what one of those. <laughs> Is is any kind of fucking tag match? Nah it's Hard to call it a match to be honest with you Yeah it is Then oh, I hate him
1: uh, Anvil does like a double clothesline as if bit have a whatever one at one point and then eventually they get I can't remember which one I think it might be Kato down and they do the rocket thing. So obviously under yeah. does under the flash and Anvil pretends he's helping Yeah He goes Wee! Mm. <laughs> Just pretends he's like pushing him off to uh, even though Owen's already sprung off, is to pretend you like help them fly further. But the new thing you get the win 17 minutes 18. This went,
2: yeah. But like, like I say, the quality of the technical wrestling and the quality of Owen Hart in there mm-hmm. made it worth worthy of at least 15 to 17. I think it was a decent opener,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was a decent opener. So, showcase of kind of an undercover like tag match. And mm. weirdly, unlike some matches that were shorter than it,
2: it didn't feel like it dragged. Do you think? Do you think it would have been a better match if it had just been uh Tanaka and Owen? Like maybe. a singles match between those two. Maybe. Would have been a lot shorter, you know. I think so, but I think maybe Tanaka I think mm-hmm. Tanaka was capable of a lot more than he yeah. did in that match. So a singles bout between the two would have been
1: really good, I think. Yeah, it was a lot more capable, even though when you look at when the camera shows his face it looks like he can't be fucked with it. Like, like I cannot be arsed with this.
2: You have to think back. In that era with the idea of Vince telling him how much we could and could not do. Yeah. If that was why he looked like that, like I could do better than this. Mm. Come on. Yeah. I think the new
1: finish result are over the team as as soon as as early as WrestleMania because Owen has yeah. a has a singles match on that show, and Anvil's nowhere to be seen. and I think Anvil's gone. Like he and uh, I think I think drugs have a play a part in a lot of this. 'Cause you know, like there's a story of Bulldog smoking crack with Anvil during the summer, which is why he was so fucked at SummerSlam made to like Brett, I can't remember the finish, Brett, I'm fucked. That that hot
2: family, eh? I know. Mental bastards. <laughs> the only good one at Ulm own and he got mm-hmm. fucked. And then we go back to uh, Lord
1: Alfred Hayes to give us a recap, a summary of uh, Alfred. Of the events of two nights ago at a live event. Where the Mountie won the Intercontinental Championship because, and Joseph, and in his typical Lord Alfred. This past weekend ripped the Man heart wrestled against Dr. this with a fever of 103 or whatever it was. And, he said, and Subsequently, the Mountie would gain the Intercontinental Championship. I really liked Lord Alfred. And he said, this post-match, Rowdy one, Roddy Piper, come to the aid of his friend. <laughs> but look here, the Mountie moves to leave and then here he comes a blatant sneak attack. <laughs> So it's that Jackson has signed this Intercontinental Championship match here this evening. <laughs> or this afternoon, as the. When we later only have that string of Rumble chorus, everyone keeps saying this afternoon, like, oh, this was about the year where they did shows during the day, wherever events started mm. earlier. But it doesn't sound as good, like, this afternoon, I'm going to win. Like, no. Then that's the feel tonight, the Royal Rumble, I'm going to win.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah.
1: But yes, the very very Lodale in his typical Lodale way. Give me I a recap. linked it. Recap of how the Mountie is now the Intercontinental Champion.
2: I would appreciate it if people spoke like that on TV still. <laughs> like, what, uh, wasn't Lord Alfred himself a heel in his early, early career? He was, yeah. He was he was a wrestler, I'm sure. I'm sure he was, yeah. He was, like you said, a heel in yeah, his a day. A heel and he a very early heel mm-hmm. manager, mm-hmm. I think. In now, British wrestling, I think. Mm-hmm. But now being much older,
1: he's now just the face. Well, back to he you, here with Lord Alfred Hale, or promotional consideration. Also,
2: I'm I'm reasonably sure he was a guy who used to voice the like, All WWF
3: wrestling superstars <laughs> are highly trained professional athletes. <laughs> Do not imitate or copy the performances or actions. <laughs> this program is solely
2: intended for your viewing pleasure. Also Got the, that memorized. This is the promotional
1: consideration <sighs> paid for by the following. And I only really mm-hmm. knew I didn't know that was him, but I knew I had that angry in my head because of Colt Cabana and his art of wrestling he'd have a brief bit for a like where he'd plug it with like a sponsor for his show and right before every like sponsor plug he'd play the commercial consideration,
2: paid for well by the following. <laughs> uh, we need we need another character like God Alfred in the wrestling mm-hmm. Correct. to counteract the fact that they have turned Walter into a Nazi. I said about that the better. <laughs> I noticed that while we're
1: doing it. Anyway, but you gotta think with this show, like a lot of people, like if you were there at uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, is where the uh, the live event took place, right? Yeah. So you gotta think, also, if you're there at the show and then you tune into the Rumble, you, it makes more sense for you that paper is now fighting the Mountie for the Continental Championship. Yeah, true. But you gotta think, if you're buying the Piper, or if you just showed up in Albany, New York, you know, you paid your tickets for the show, I mean, you probably wonder how, wonder how they were informed. The life were informed that, oh, by the way, Brett Hart's not here. The seen senior cardinal champion now, and he's going to fight Roddy Piper. That's a lot of information to suddenly
2: drop on people. And that, you know that match? <laughs> Is that match available in a whole media release? The match where Mountie wins the title? I don't think so. No. I think they just filmed the end of it
1: just so they could also like, recap it for the show to let like, see people see what happened and mm. why, like, yeah, why Roddy's getting this title shot. Uh, obviously, the whole thing
2: of oh Bernard, you went against outdoor. He was yeah yeah the high fever. He was sick. He couldn't wrestle. I was watching it myself, and I said I said out loud as I was watching it. Ugh, I Always got an excuse ready, <laughs> uh, Brett. <laughs> but that was all. Bullshit. It was a screw job. I had a temperature. <laughs> all this, all that, <laughs> why? I, I can't even lose it in Canada. <laughs> always a ready excuse for <laughs> the excellence of bullshit. <laughs> I can't lose to Dino Bravo. I know, what the fuck? Egotistical monger fucker, man. Uh, Egotistical cunt. Fucking, Dino should have had him whacked.
1: (laughs) Did you Uh, like that? Yeah, the Canadian mafia, they would have said sorry before they shot him.
2: So, didn't want to lose to me, eh?
1: (laughs) Gives no choice, eh? Now we're going to have to put two in the back of your head, eh? (laughs) We're
2: getting very very silly with this one. <laughs> anywho, <laughs> anywho, yeah. Bret Hart's an excuse cheese bitch. But, but yeah,
1: Bret Hart it was all like kayfabe and everything. Like there was no fever. like Vince laid out to Bret before the r- Rumble. Like basically, this is what we want to do. We want the what do you win the title? We're gonna do it this way. And then you and Roddy at WrestleMania for the title and everything. Bret was fine with that because he and Roddy were good pals in real life. Yeah, we
2: might we might we want Roddy to win the title because he's strong armed us because we wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't go with we what and now he's made popular because of that. Mm. So now we have to give him a title. Mm. But we don't want to give him a title directly to you, mm-hmm. from you. So we'll ask about with the Mountie, mm-hmm. and make him a title for two days. Make him a champ for two fucking days. Yeah. And then we'll eventually get back to you, don't
1: worry about it. But like, I don't, again, I'll I'll make an argument. You could have done this at this Tuesday in Texas, have the mountain win, and then do the live event thing, which is in like a rematch. <laughs> He beats up Brett right after the match. Piper comes out, whatever.
2: But anyway. I, I would have... I, I, just personal thing, <laughs> I would have liked to have seen the Mountie hold it for a, at least a month.
1: Hmm, yeah.
2: I mean, how long did... Rod, Roddy won it Rumble and, then when, and held it until Mania, which was how long? I think... Because also it was only
1: 4 pbd, yeah, I think maybe Mania would have been around April time, early April time. As usual, it worked for the early April. April.
2: So about 4 months. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, the Mountie deserved at least that, at least a month or two. You mm-hmm. know, a couple so, of defences. I mean, it would
1: it would be like one half of the only like strong heel team for a while. So ninety three, ninety four, having the Quebecers.
2: Yeah, they we, like, we were tag champs I for did, a good while. Like,
1: three times, I think, yeah. two or three times ago. One room was meant was that ended by accidentally when Mabel fell on one of them, but <laughs> still gave you an extra reign out of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't bring that up when I interviewed Quebec Pierre slash PCO. And I also didn't bring up the fact that he and they two went to WCW and couldn't be called the Quebecers, so they went and, become, went and were called uh, the Amazing
2: French Canadians. Again, <laughs> <I don't know.
1: laughs>
2: Anyway. But I, I, I hope to see more of P, PCO. Mm-hmm. I hope to see more of him in Impact Wrestling because the minute I saw him, I just thought, you look cool, man. Yeah, he's. You and, can, sorry to segue
3: again, but did you see the attack on
2: Dilo?
4: Mhm.
2: My God. And Matt Taven on still now is it clearly
1: a fan of actually there Dilo because is like, oh Dilo, you're you're ain't in Europe anymore, Dilo.
2: But you wish you had that chest protector now, Dilo. Yeah, uh, but and do you know what made me so excited? <laughs> I was angry with yeah. Dilo got a kicking. Mm-hmm. But what made me excited? And I said to Brian at the time, I said if he can take a fucking bump like that, mm-hmm. that means he can get his boots on. <laughs> That means we'll see we'll see the real deal, man. We'll see the swivel. Because see walked in the road, wobbling that head, coming to kick some mega Fuck yes, down. man. <laughs> fuck yes, man. i want like to see D'Lo back in ring. That will be so cool. <laughs> I, I kind of got excited at that fact, <laughs> man. I was not excited to see deal take a down. Mm-hmm. That annoyed the fuck out of me. Nah. Because I, I like D'Lo. I've mm-hmm. always liked deal But, God, if he gets back in ring... Oh, that'll be money, man. That'll be money. Anyway, let's let's go circle
1: back a few back to thirty years, back to ninety two, back like where we were, back away from my D-O love. Yeah, but uh, we talk about the the match to put together. So Brett, obviously, kept off the Royal Rumble. Uh, also to sell, obviously, the, uh, the illness or whatever. Right,
2: but, that makes us the best Rumble ever, <laughs> little Brett. But I'm like Brett,
1: you just. Spend a lot half an hour making like when you're a top single guy in the, the undercard you know, giving the he'll title one over perfect and everything. Yeah. and then afterwards, you give him the he'll take title through 92. An and then by the end of 92, he's your, your WWE yeah, champion yeah. and everything. Behave, <laughs> behave, man. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, he's still by this point I recognise his name. It's weird to have him recognize a very recognizable name, but I'm taking completely off and out of the Rumble. And then you got the world war, and naturally, that's a good addition to the Rumble. Both kept into a underwhelming ish team match. No, I thought that was
2: a decent I match. Ish. Ish, There's things but, I liked about it, things I didn't. Yeah. I thought it was a decent enough match, but we're on the we're I'm still just, on the IC I'm match, yeah.
1: Brett uh, Brett natural disasters LOD can't maintain the rumble <laughs> like, what 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 can the Repo Man and Hercules add to the Rumble of these guys can. Hey, you never know, the repo man might have won that. And <laughs> <laughs> I not didn't <even> find <laughs> that with <what> the response. <laughs> Pierre <laughs> Piper's in this he's the only person that wrestles on the undercard and then goes on to the rumble but yeah. we do have a uh, uh, maintain promo along with Jimmy Hart his manager and everything and he does do that line that you said the man that I am the, the champion ch-. that I am he's like "What? why is Roddy Piper getting a title like, what is his win loss record <laughs> he's like
3: "He's like, I'm going to take your skirt I'm going to take your integrity and I'm going to take your manhood <laughs> And then, because the go- champion that I am the man that I am <laughs>
1: and then we got to roddy Piper doing his user I'm like you wanna take my integrity oh,
3: no, I just like the way he started he's like well <laughs> you know <laughs> money out there Jimmy Hart kiss God, God, keeps kissing that tire leaving all that lipstick on it <laughs> and I'm out he's shouting he's saying, I'm gonna take your integrity man. I ain't got no integrity I just think I got this one <laughs> then he says I'm gonna take your manhood uh, huh huh <laughs> I think you've been having too many dreams. Probably wet ones as well.
1: And at that point, you know, I'm like, oh, well, let's
2: go back to... The paper's like,
3: ah, I came here to fight. I don't know what you came here to do. I think he makes a village people reference. As well I, I think he's one of the original village people. <laughs> 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 You
2: yeah. gotta admit, every time the, you got a Piper promo, you were always giggling or going, <laughs> What? <laughs> 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 like, what on earth are you on about? <laughs> you a mad, shouty,
1: maybe <laughs> Scottish Canadian. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't know people not being from where they're for, where built from. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh the match is a really good start. You got that typical you know, guy's running back and forth doing the leapfrog thing, and then the, yeah. he, goes, the he lies down. He puts his legs up because he's hoping he'll like, launch Paper. Paper is too smart, but he stops and just
2: just does the fist drop. I've got I've got to say right away, in regards to this match, I did like it, right? It was a good match, but I don't know what we told the Mountie today, but I know that man can wrestle better than he wrestled in that goddamn match. Mm-hmm. We, it was basically, to me, uh-huh. just to me, it seemed like an extended squash. Oh, it, oh, it definitely was. You know, it was... The Mountie basically mounted. No offence. <laughs> the Mountie and, was
1: mounted because at one point he throws uh, paper, paper grabs the oats, come back in, and immediately gets right back on and starts
2: punching again. Mm-hmm. again. But it was a glorified squash match, uh-huh. basically. And, you know, they have your defending champ- champion. Mm-hmm completely scorched like that. You'd, you'd think it would... If we'd have gave him out of a wee bit more respect and actually made it look like he might have won that and retained his belt,
4: mm.
2: it would it would have subsequently... would have got even more what we wanted. It would have made Roddy look fantastic. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, he still looked great because, yeah. I mean, he was fucking Roddy Piper in the early, mid-90s, you <laughs> know what I mean? That guy could do no fucking wrong. Yeah. You know? But... I just think we could have made the match a bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, it was good to see and Piper was his usual crazy bastard self. Yeah. But to have it basically be a glorified squash and Mount a weekly put out with a sleeper. Mm-hmm. It just that particular fact annoyed me. Yeah. I didn't think it was a I didn't think it was a bad squash match mm-hmm. but it it was a squash match.
3: You I'm, know.
2: I'm sure we talked about <sighs> it when we first like,
1: reviewed this, but, you know, I think it'd been a while. I knew, obviously, the match wasn't out that long, and I knew, but we were going a lot of offence. But I didn't realise just how little offence we actually got. I mean, I thought it was a bit more, there were a few moments more of mounting, mounting some offence. No. You know, I mean, I thought he it was, it was coming for at least a bit of offence when he did the bit where he still the making a kind of skin as a cat. Instead, he gets thrown into Jimmy Hart. Who's got up on the other apron, and then, like you said, got into the sleeper hole. Yeah. And then it looks like Jimmy Hart's gonna come in, try and cause his stretch, and because he grabs the big like st- the yeah, taser, the, the taser, the cattle prod, the cattle prod, and everything. But at that point, the he does like very, very quickly in my eyes, just the arms lift down, to ring the bell, and yeah, then what well,
2: the di- fuck? It was like yeah, and yeah, Jimmy, yeah, oh, like to like Ian. Mighty and Jimmy Hart were dispatched to an almost comical degree here. Yeah, I mean, when, when Jimmy Hart came running at Piper with the fucking cattle prod and then Piper grabbed it and he went, it looked like he tried to jump like he was supposed to go flying over the <laughs> rope and then kind of oh, fell yeah. a bit and went he, under it.
1: Yeah, I think he was meant to go under the, like leap a bit over the rope. but he couldn't get the jump so he just kind of went, bounced off it and just went, just laid down and slowly rolled under it. He the, was too small. Yeah, he was too small. He like, he overestimated, just went boing, just slowly rolled out. Hopefully they didn't notice. And then paper, and then like a half thing after the cattle prod has made contact with the Mountie, the person in production remembers to press the button that makes the funny... The funny cattle prod noise. Which is like kind of the same noise that those those
2: trick buds or the Joker would have in the 60s. Oh, I've got to say, someone in that crowd has a very rare and very unique piece of wrestling memorabilia in their collection now. Yeah. Because Piper, once he had done that, mm-hmm. launched that cattle prod <laughs> into the crowd. <laughs> so some lucky bastard has the Mounties cattle prod. I'm sure it was. It came to have a Saturday illusion when they try to use on somebody. Like, this is not making the noises that it makes on telly. Nah, uh, somebody's probably sitting there going like that. Like I would be. <laughs> like, I've got a wrestling collection. now oh, what have you got in your collection? Well, <laughs> a little a Mounties cattle prod. <laughs> well... You know, the you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a tale.
1: anyway, then we, we come back to a Colosseum Room Video Exclusive. It's also included on the network. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, oh no, I'm here outside the dressing room of Hulk Hogan. And we know it's Hulk Hogan because there's a giant... Hulk Hogan sign. There's a uh, paper printed out cello with Hogan on it. Yeah. And Hogan... How is he preparing for this big match to get his belt back 30 men all for the WF title? He's just staring at himself in the mirror. Just just slowly hunched over. Like he's having some very dark thoughts before Lord Al
2: came in. He is having dark thoughts. <laughs> he is.
1: And then he was like, oh, Hogan, I was wondering if we could have a quick moment of your time, if you might. And then he's all like trying to be all jolly old. Pal, like, oh yes, Lord Al, I'll give you a moment of my time. And he starts talking about tea. Like, Oh, yeah. Mike, kind of cup of tea, and you know all about tea, Lord Al.
2: Yeah, mm. he done his usual Hogan shtick.
1: Yeah, I uh, are no friends in the world when you best get out of here, Lord Al. You won't be my friend either. And be like, like, oh, I, I he's I probably
2: standing it. in that middle, going, I can't believe I'm no winning this. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm not just the the belt back. I'm Hulk Hogan. How come I'm no winning? I think at this point they wanted
1: to. They're they're still a part of Vince. ...things that Hogan Flair will happen at WrestleMania, mm. so he's gonna kind of stand there and I'm not winning the night. He's struggling to be Finn Manchu. Thinking, I'll tell you, how, how can how can I convince Vince to let me beat Flair at WrestleMania?
2: I'll bet you, though. I'll bet you any money. But like Vince didn't expect the reactions at the end of that rumble. Oh, he did not. No, but then again,
1: like the thing now knowing that Flair doesn't fight Hogan, Hogan was on to fight Sid. It gives a new context to the image of the finish, right? But When you look at the finish, and if, and if Sid's maybe going to be turned turn, this is maybe a, heel, a Sid heel turn here, right? Or the star one. Like, if he's not fighting Hogan, what was the point of this? Was he, was he hoping Hogan would win a mania and then maybe defend against Sid after WrestleMania, maybe? Yeah, we
2: know it would have been defended against Sid. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, like, I think around about that time period they really done Sid wrong. Mm-hmm. Because I think that was when he was most. That was when he was at his most eloquent <laughs> with his speaking as well. Because his pre-Rumble promo was really good. Yeah. We will get to that later on because. Yeah, we're on to this. Let's
1: let's uh, let's stomach this and try and get through it. We're
2: on to the we're on to the mid-show segue into shite.
1: Yeah, it was a really good show at this point, and then there was a, we reached a very low point. So we got Mean and O'Kerland backstage with the Bushwhackers, which is already a bad time. Yeah. And then I remember a couple of years ago when I watched this, my just sheer confusion. As to what is that? Like it's not because no one's ever talked about this match for good reason, and no one's ever talked about James. And he's like he's that obscure. There's little to no information about him other than a few little bits, and nobody talks about his one and only, thankfully, pay per view appearance. Yeah. Here on this show, just like. Why, like, Even the idea of the Moosebuckers having a manager to begin with, let alone it being this fucking credit. Yeah,
2: he was chewing his tie. Yeah. Let's talk about what, I
1: don't know what he's meant to be. He's this weird looking fella in a suit with greasy look hair hanging out of his face, his weird glasses with cell tape in the middle.
2: Uh, let, let's, let's go down the physical description. He's a greasy, <laughs> oily, scrawny, <laughs> dishevelled looking thing with tape on his glasses, Chewing his tie. He had a bits of bread, and he said bits he, of bread in his coat. And he had a sock, which he used to blow his nose. And he had he had his shoes sellotaped together because they were broken. Uh huh. I mean, I know that Vince didn't he want to make the fucking bushwhackers look like they were before they came to his company. Mm-hmm. Vicious, psychopathic heels, uh-huh. who were actually pretty legit. Yeah. He decides to turn them into a bunch of stupid comical dickheads, who never win anything. I,
1: I guess they they, think in the bush. mind, <coughs> mind to think. Ah, oh, well, but we made more money being uh, shit, being shit comical and barely wrestling, and we made thousands of dollars more than what we did when we we ever did when we were legit heat porters or whatever we were called to. So to they locked into a decent deal.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to sell your soul. Yeah, if you're just interested in the money, that is- Well, fair enough, go for it. You know what I mean? But, you know, have some fucking self-respect for yourself, man.
1: Yeah, look, I don't get what this James made because he'd appeared on Primetime Wrestling because Bobby Ian started thinking where well, the last ever Primetime Wrestling would be the Bobby Heenan show, basically a pro-wrestling version of like a late-night talk. Yeah, so, I like, think i seen show, that. I think I've And then um, he'd bring in him Jameson was a coach basically just so Bobby Heenan could R- put the piss the piss he was just a comic foil a and comic it. foil to Bobby Heenan's great wrestling mind yeah and like so he's just a butt of jokes and, like, and then somehow managed, find himself managing the as This, as so somehow maybe the secret weapon to take out the genius who was managing the Beverly Brothers <sighs> on the other end
2: of this match uh, you Do you know, you know how I kept saying during the match Little Genius is going to have to get decontaminated? Uh-huh. By the time I got to the end of the match I felt like I needed to be decontaminated just <laughs> by having to watch this cunt.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Ugh. I don't want to talk about the promo. Uh, no, mate,
3: bloody Jameson! <laughs> <laughs>
1: You'll like, oh, you just say like bloody Eddie if you I will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, So they came out using the wee fucking Bushwickers, honestly. Whenever we do one of these reviews and the Bushwhackers pop up, I am lose any interest. I have not seen a Bushwhackers match that I enjoy.
2: And I've got I've got to say, you know we talk about the new gen era and the golden era and blah blah blah. That has got to be without a doubt one of the shittest finishers in the whole world. What's that? The battering ram lady. Oh yeah. Well, that has got to be one of the worst finishers I've ever seen.
1: Like a shite or wrestling version of the chocolate there's these
2: two, especially with that move. Did I one want to go move with individual moves? Not Little, that. Like signature manoeuvres or anything like that ilk? I think they had five moves. Looking people, doing the arm thing,
1: batting and ram, and moving out of the way when somebody ran. I think that's four. I can't even remember a fifth move. Maybe they ran into the
2: oh Oh, we went and stood on the ring, the ring ropes and went... <laughs> like that on occasion Aye. so that was our five moves of retardation <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah and check out. Like then, I've never seen a Beverly Brothers match that light but then again through these reviews I've only seen three of them and two of them happen to involve the fucking bushwhackers <sighs> the other one was that time later this year where they fight the natural disasters for the tag titles at Summerslam and Similarly, no one takes them seriously. I Maybe mean, it's because people remember that six months ago, you were bumping around for the fucking bushwhackers. I do
2: recall a match they had against the Steiners, which was okay. Oh. I think they fought the Steiners at Rumble 93. Yeah, I've not, not
1: watched it, so like I said, I've never seen a Bushwagger match or a Beverly Bros match so why would I have any interest in watching them wrestle each other?
2: Yeah, well, like, like I say, um, when when we get round to Rumble 93, you might appreciate the match between the Beverleys and the Steiners.
1: Mm, hopefully. But you, you got... Jameson throwing bits of bread at the genius and then genius comes around and oh, I made a not of it here, where is it? Oh yes, I put, it. Jameson is disgusting I'm glad the genius slapped him Yeah, yeah Because Lonnie Pop comes up, gets on a very weak think, and he looks down and goes, he hated me Like I know people slide the, the character Jameson is I a, wanted to help him Jameson is a thousand times worse than Eugene I'd take Eugene any day Other
2: than James. Eugene is Eugene, right? At least Eugene could fucking wrestle. Yes. Right? Jameson is like a disgusting... Like, you've got Eugene, right? Mm -hmm. Eugene's just a wee bit simple and likeable. You know what I mean? Eugene was likeable. People say that the character was inappropriate, blah, 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 right? Yeah.
3: Eugene was likeable.
2: He was. Even like, unless, unless you went to ECW, in which case they wanted to kill him. Even, even when the Sandman brained him with a, <laughs> a kendo stick.
3: <laughs> he was likeable.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he was willing to take a fucking thrash. And Aye, <laughs> he was likeable and he could wrestle when he wanted to. <laughs> he was half decent. Eh. But... Jameson... He was nothing. Uh-huh. He was nothing but a disgusting... Oily, smelly, specky, wee fucking retard. Was he maybe some sort of just basically what Vince thinks fans
1: are like, just a hardcore wrestling fans are like, this wee
2: greasy, disgusting. If you, if you scanned the crowd <laughs> near the front row, <laughs> like, run about the ring, even they looked disgusted, <laughs> when they,
3: yeah. they, they didn't like him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, they're all looking at us like, Vince, don't lump us in with this prick. There was a couple of fans, I watched during that match when the Bushwhackers were getting a wee minute of fucking, you know. Oh, we're pushing the bevels and let's cheer with the crowd. Mm-hmm. And they went and done that, and the crowd looked, was wild through a concert in the crowd going, sake just man, fuck
1: off, just man. go away. <laughs> Hi, Jameson, real name John, last name I couldn't remember, I didn't note it down. Real name, oily bastard. Was a New York based comedian, comedian. Oh, you
2: say with quotations. Where yeah.
1: Vincent and a group of guys went to a local comedy club, they saw Jameson and Somehow thought he was worthy of coming in. And I the fact I found out today, Jameson's son would appear in WWE as that weird little kid who sang, He's Got the whole one His Hands into the Johnson and Bray Wyatt Cage
2: match. That's, that was Jameson's kid? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Which is a weird bit of even wrestling his, Even his kid was more entertaining <laughs> than him.
1: I know. His <laughs> kid offered more to wrestling. Then yeah, the, I don't know why. I don't, I'm not watching the match back, but the rest of the Observer Voyage worst worst match of the year to that cage match the, between Y and Cena. But even then, and to what some people call the worst match of that year, Jameson's kid offered more to it than Jameson offered to this or to anything he's ever done. Yeah,
2: no, but Jameson th- was a fucking stain on that pay per view, man. And yeah. absolutely, I mean, the bushwhackers wanting much fucking better. And, like, they don't even
1: do any wrestling. I got notes here. There's barely anything wrestling I other nah. in that bathroom. I'm like, hold on, let me look
2: at... The, the Beverly Brothers try and wrestle, but it's hard to fucking put a competent match together when you're wrestling against two fucking idiots. 14 minutes,
1: 56. Why? Almost 15 minutes this went, and you a get on one hand the amount <clears> of <throat> wrestling, minutes that were dedicated to wrestling, because, like, you had that, you had them... Chasing the Beverly's other end, Beverly tries to see back in and they go, oh, mm. and then they do the, oh, fans, should I shake the heels, i like, I'm sorry, I thought I was watching the, our
2: pay-per-view. When did a house show start? <laughs> at least five minutes was spent wasting their time fucking getting that wee fanny to kick the fucking bevel, the genius in the shin. But the Beverly's won, thank ah, fuck. Ah, thank fuck at least the Beverly's won, the, 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 the wrestling tag team won.
1: It was a shit finish, to be fair. But I was just glad, like... He was Mar- just glad it was done. I just like, oh, good, sweet mercy, like, it's fucking over. At least at least we- they gave the Beverley's the respect to actually win the match. Yeah, we- we've been put out of our misery, thankfully. So, well, like illegal Beverley comes there with an axe handle behind the wrist back, and then they roll over, whichever bushwhacker it is, to get the pin. The wee one. Aye. And then they chase off... They're sore losers, so they chase off the Beverley's, and then they grab the genius. They have Jameson do his... Eeeh, just Like, fucking roll. Like, shit, Popeye. Fucking he's going to go to a bunch what felt like an attorney before he just going yeah and just kick him in the shin and then he kicks him in the ass and the genius Lani Bobo I mean he's the brother of match so at least he showed he could do something selling wise because Lani Bobo after that the lightest kick in the ass you've ever seen does a show Michaels at SummerSlam 2005 esque bump through the ropes aye, to aye. the outside <laughs> and then they do the big celebration and thankfully Jameson walked his way out of our lives and I never want to see him again Ugh. If I was if I was never gonna watch this pay per view again, the one good thing would be because I wouldn't see Jameson again. Like but, like like uh, Dave Meltzer hasn't ranked the Royal Rumble ninety two pay per view in the top ten of his top ten Rumble pay per views, and his justification for not putting it in the ninety two Rumble pay per view in the top ten is because of
2: Jameson. So Jameson
1: stops this from getting. I rarely credits. agree
2: so, with him, but I agree with him on that
1: this is the only ma- like, match on the show they get any minus stars You're the only so, time
2: on the show I don't want to call that a match
1: oh I said I've never watched a match. about match I enjoyed. I can't remember that many we watched fucking heroes of wrestling they, were, they had that match with Nikolai and oh, aye, which Brian always said minus all the stars on the universe is infinite yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I will say you know the next match we have coming up Mm-hmm. If, for, if for nothing more than the wipe with stain of the previous fucking match, this is a fucking 10 star match. Yeah. Because this actually has, you know, wrestlers. As wrestlers, because then we get to the LOD getting a
1: promo about the Naturals. Oh, no, LOD we'll be,
2: shouting at us, Usual.
1: The men who will be challenging them for the WAF tag team titles. And I don't, like, wasn't that much in there, but the one good line from Hawk, I think, always saying, These guys like to throw their weight around. Always well, we'd like to throw their
2: weight around too. Uh, oh, I was surprised though when the promo started. Uh-huh. I didn't hear. Well,
1: <laughs> also they didn't do their whole water rush because I remember uh, some night one when Mooney went and got away when he went to do Mooney. Money.
3: Don't you ever? And then
1: <laughs> I'm <loved after>. laughed at. He looked like he wanted to love him, and but he immediately looked like he was shaking himself. Uh, Mooney,
2: don't you ever? <laughs> <laughs> the oh. fucking animal story I look like at them as to say you better know you better not wind him up man. manage me on the snuff
1: can I just point <laughs> out every match on the undercard has a manager fiji in the opener Jimmy Hart in the IC match Jameson in the genius and then buddy Jimmy Hart's back at it again nah. managing the natural
2: disasters
3: but no this,
2: this match itself was actually a pretty decent match yeah I like this you know? like the, it, fuck, the fucking speed of animal mm-hmm. is insane
1: you know it's like he was the one going to get worked over and then tagging in a Hot, which I think, Animal, then tagging in the Animal, which mm-hmm. is really good. Uh, you know Summer SummerSlam 92, don't know what we know now about Hot's condition, they seem to switch that around with yeah, Animal yeah. getting worked over because they couldn't trust Hot. Like, like, if they can't trust you just to be worked over and sell... For a while, how bad in condition are you? It may be in. Yeah, didn't
2: he burn his leg on the Harley as well, or something, something like that? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised when you hear the stories about how bad he was that they even let him ride a Harley down the ring at all. Yeah, he was pretty, pretty much a
2: full blown drug addict, mm. wasn't he? Yeah, he I'd even come back with the rest of the group. He just pretty much he was done. Yeah, but nah, like I say, the fucking, the fucking athletic conditioning a animal at that point. Was insane Mm -hmm. because that guy. I mean, like, I was watching the you know, the general things (laughs) we get where a a natural disasters LOD match, you know, the power, the speed. And don't get me wrong, I mean, fucking earthquake and typhoon for big guys were relatively quick, too. Yeah, yeah, but
1: typhoon, I think,
2: especially. Yeah, yeah, but the speed of animal (laughs) with that fucking. (laughs) Yeah, you you try to watch animal move in the ring. You're like fucking slow down a bit, man. <laughs> Christ! <laughs> the but the is, fact the fact that he was so quick and so fucking powerful, it was a lot like the way when he was in good condition. Yeah. But like you think a British bulldog? Yeah. Like incredibly agile, incredibly quick, but incredibly powerful.
1: Right. I think Go. one of the good things about this is that these guys is a threat to the LD. You couldn't find better threats than uh, no nah. these guys because. You know the whole thing of LOD was they are power guys like they like throw people around. They have the Doomsday device, yeah. And everything they can't even do the Doomsday device to these guys. Oh, but with typhoon pulling out a drop kick and all. I know. You know and, that was pretty cool. And then also they but he moves it the way and everything as well. But even him getting off his feet to do the drop yeah. kick
2: was more than most big guys were doing at the time. But, but I, it, I always, I always liked the natural disasters. So I thought they were a great team.
1: They have like a well, moment we're all where well, they have a bit. Two of the guys really you have a viscuffle and then the other two parts come in all four of them and the referees no. trying to get in between all these big guys all staring up at I each other. I love it
2: when I think it was animal and was I what animal I think it was animal and earthquake that were just wailing on each other. Mm. You just will fuck
1: you, yeah. no fuck you. They do a very similar thing to uh, the opening time, but I think they do it better here given the size of the guys involved, the whole like animal to shoulder tackle like earthquake. He's yeah. like, come on then, and then everything guys to do it, animal can go down earth and they're just running. Big guys, you no, know, big men slapping meat as big he likes to say. <laughs> all say Oh flat here.
2: But you know they big like, he likes to say a lot of gay things, <laughs> doesn't
1: he? Peace <laughs> <He's thrown>. oh. <laughs> He oh, uh, gets caught with a typhoon, does a bow, but he does a ball things, he goes, oh, I, I liked
2: that, but it was can tell,
1: like, You can tell he's trying to work him more, but also trying, he's slightly putting it in, so he's make, taking care of him at the same
2: time, you Yeah, uh, but it's the fact that he could, he was basically power lifting him. Aye. <laughs> he's doing his weights, one, <laughs> two. Aye, aye. But like you say, being very careful, and no, <laughs> actually, it's like when you mm-hmm. see back now, there, I'm glad they don't do it so often nowadays. Mm-hmm. But see whenever you used to see somebody in a bear hug? Yeah. And you're like, come on, you're just cuddling them." <laughs> yeah. You know, you're no, you're no fucking squeezing him. Uh Hawk, like I said earlier, gets
1: the one you order until you make the hot tide down. He runs in, he's just a big double clothesline, not on both yeah, guys, which gets yeah. a big pop and everything. And then very quickly it spills to the outside. Hawk does a diving clothesline off the air which I really like. And then there's a big scrumash going on outside. Yeah. <laughs> a scrummage, yes. Yeah, a big scrummage. <laughs> uh there's a power slam on one of the road warriors on the outside and then Typhoon thinks the legal one so yeah, he gets back in the he ring.
2: back in. And then <coughs> this, the
1: Monsoon us before the match started, oh, the championship can't change hands on a or DQ. is like, hmm, almost as if we needed to have that information <laughs> later on. And then the natural disasters seem to forget how wrestling works. Because yeah. then they grab the belts and they're celebrating and Jimmy coming, and they're like, hey, hey, we and then
2: animals, like, I'm not having that, and goes they, and gets a chair. Aye. And then... Taps him on the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Goes, oh, that's mine. And then proceeds to know exactly tap him on the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he builds him on the head <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: that's the difference between the two. I mean, natural uh, disasters like that bit of the barbecue look they're trying to take care of them whereas uh, the LOD have a reputation for uh, not being so,
2: being a snug.
1: A bit too snug in the, in the ring.
2: No, uh, but I don't think it was a gentle tap on the dome he gave him. We gave him a good smack in the face would mm mm-hmm. Uh, And then, of course, the Disasters go backstage and shout and ball go,
3: We won the match! We won the titles! What the hell happened?
2: And uh, the Joe like, We're going to talk to our attorneys! And we're going to talk to... Here, we legitimately won the match on account of it and didn't win the titles, but we won the titles. (laughs) We won, but we didn't. Mm. didn't. Well, Disasters were only one time, weren't we? Mm -hmm. One time, and that was during the run of the uh, Money Inc., you know? the whole thing I'll get into in a second, but yeah.
1: the thing is nine, nine, nine minutes twenty four. The reason I said it was disappointing is <sighs> that they were get just as we were getting into something proper, you know. You dedicated fifteen minutes or fifteen to minutes to that
2: Fine. And you, you gave that like, less than ten.
1: I mean the Mighty got
2: five minutes to wrestle Marty
1: Paper. Give give Jameson the five minute match, give these guys 14-15 minutes and the time I let them bat each other. But the Aye. issue I issue I have here is also they didn't know at the time, but I'm sure the plan was to do like a rematch at WrestleMania with the LOD would have def- definitively go over and everything. So, I think it's, like, they're teasing you for a bigger match later mm. on. But the fact we don't get that, and given also the issues with the LOD later on in '92, we're kind of robbed of a definitive like LOD yeah, natural well, disasters match. We are. Because, like, 19 days after this pay per view on a live event, they, because of Hawk and the drugs test, uh, Money well, Inc. he didn't, did he? Money Inc. would win the tag team titles, kind of show up out of nowhere on TV because they weren't really an official team on TV but yet. But then they were. And then in the lead up to WrestleMania, the Natural Disasters leave Jimmy Hart, Jimmy Hart goes with, uh, with Money Inc., Natural Disasters <laughs> turn face. They have that match at WrestleMania and then at a live event between then and SummerSlam, even though LD were making <laughs> back Hawk gone to more baller, so the Natural Disasters won in the tag titles. Mm. And we had the whole thing we talked about in SummerSlam 92 then the next Dester of Lewis on another house show a lot of title changes happening on house shows in 92 and I, I really
2: hated the fact that a lot of these title changes that I would like to have on a tape in the collection happened on fucking house shows like between like in the early to mid 90s as we talked about where all these title changes happened is when house show
1: business is at it's worse so this is what they're probably trying to do like try to drum up business like come on please come to our house shows you might get a title change you probably won't, but you might <sighs> these people got one
2: I don't agree with it
1: I don't agree with it either. So, yeah. They we were setting up for something else, but we didn't We didn't end up getting it. But, well, it's time for some promos.
2: Yay. Yes.
1: Uh, we have Rory Piper. I cutting like promo. most of them. We have got Rory Paper cutting a promo round and raving, like, I got the title of <laughs> everything. Oh, what a thought. One down, one to go. Because <laughs> they <laughs> keep saying, I meant to mention earlier on, oh, like hey no one's had a chance to, you know, win two titles and come in and win two mm, titles.
2: We keep talking about that. And at the
1: first then I was like, oh, aren't you about to bring back the warrior? Didn't he win two titles and win it? But then, like, on the Erkwine on the day. I was like, oh no, I think what they mean is, you know, you walked in as one champion and walked out with both, like, no one's had the opportunity to come in two yeah. separate matches. And no win one's two won them both on the
2: same evening. Yeah, walked in with no titles to so walked out with two titles. Let's see what you did. You I, won- I wonder how that would have went Yeah, had we decided. To make Piper a fucking mm. double champ, rather than go with, well, like, see if Lay live had been a fucking Oscar-winning movie, uh-huh. I bet you'd have won two titles. See, I
1: think, <laughs> uh, I heard also that part of the reason that they, they put the IC belt on Piper is that he, at the time he was still doing business, he was still, uh, at the time he was still working the live events against Flair, mm. and st- which apparently weren't doing very well attendance-wise, so I thought, ah, oh, that's us uh, let's pop the IC tail, and so Piper can defend the IC tail against Flair that'll drum up some interest mm. for the shows but then also Flair spoilers he's <laughs> become some AEF <semi-WF> champion <laughs> and Everything, and then also I think uh, also I think by the end of 82 going to AL in 83 decided I don't want to be here anymore they're going to focus on young guys Vince doesn't seem to have a place for me I want to go back to WCW this is Flair I'm talking about mm. but I think Vince's faith in Flair you know it shows that he doesn't like put him on fucking Summerslam in a wrestling capacity but like I think his face in Flair kind of went down quickly after the rest of because obviously, supposedly, the paper shows aren't doing as well. The ones with Hogan that were made prepared for the match in Mania weren't mm. doing well, which is why that match was cancelled. So I like, think two of these Vince's Dot stars having live event programs that aren't doing well attendance-wise with Flair. See he's like, oh, maybe Flair's not quite the draw. I thought he was a... Maybe it's 2 Vince. Maybe one... He's a WCW guy, a guy who my company you've trained your audience to think are all crap compared to the WWF guys. Mm-hmm. And two, maybe it's because early ninety one nobody wants to go. As of early ne- late ninety one, nobody wants to go to your shows anymore because your biggest star went on TV and lied about steroids. Yeah, maybe it's a mixture of the two. Maybe it's a different reason. Maybe. Maybe you know, but uh, showing the knees in the in the locker room tri- talking you know, to the camera, This is a barber I just pushes behind him. Yeah. He, he wanders over, I remember being shocked that this happened so soon to the event, uh, when I first watched it, but he goes over, and he talks to a new look for uh, HBK, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Who's there, first time we've seen him, and he's, you no know, classic HBK, you No, know, the white gear and everything, his hair all done up. His hair's still fairly to like it wasn't No, oh, it's in malady. But uh, the first time we've seen him outside of his rocker gear. No, the first time we
2: see seen him in the the white leather jacket, yeah. with the white the white ring tr- trousers mm-hmm. and the fucking weird patches mm-hmm. that weren't they quite hearts yet. Yeah, because yeah, like, if you think about what the Rockers would wear,
1: and then see them on this show weekly after the breakup, it's a big adjustment to see the new keys mm-hmm. went. But Paul, there's a big question to ask. And, and double earrings. Question to ask you though, Paul, is there a problem with the Rockers? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just upset we didn't show the full thing. <laughs> Yeah, they. I thought they did. They showed the window. Thing. They showed the window section. We mm-hmm. showed. We showed mm-hmm. the kick. Yeah. We showed the window. Yeah. But we never showed the full like Marty Lion there. No, we didn't. I was like, and well, another thing. Mm-hmm. Whilst I was watching it, I vocally, I audibly vocalized, and with one super kick, he booted him into obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so he throws through the bar- uh, It's true.
1: So he throws them through the barber shop. <laughs> Or if you want to believe Bobby Heen, uh, Marty was a cow and tried to escape through the barber window. He did. I don't want to be obscure. <laughs> well, like like you said, like originally it shows you him bleeding and everything. That coming like a month and a bit after the whole snake bite angle just goes to the show early and nice, I used to kind of experiment with some uh, more mature angles here in the WWF, mm, the mm. family friendly WWF. And so Sean is there. Like, do you think people would do you think people would actually remember Bruce British had a talk show saying that this moment hadn't
3: happened on it. <laughs> right. but Gennady, I done you a favour. I saved you 29-hour beatings. I mean, not as bad as the one I gave you, but still. <laughs> <laughs> and is there any doubt in my mind that I'm gonna walk out of here tonight and you were wrestling federation champion? I don't think so.
1: And then shades on. Was, yeah. that, was that going to be his new thing? Like, that was they were trying to test that as his new guy like, I don't think so. <laughs> that would have worked for him. Because maybe it was like a rating from the Mortal Kombat film. Like, I don't think so.
2: <laughs> I just, I just like the way what, what you say this. like,
3: saved you $29 beatings. I mean, not as bad as the one I gave you, but still.
2: <laughs> yeah, and k uh, Marty's been
1: replacing this match by, I believe, uh, and it's like, uh, Haku... Not Haku, no. Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai, point. yeah. Haku's maybe replace nasty boy Nobbs, who has a bad shoulder, who legit had an injury. Mm-hmm. and noticeably Haku comes out right the number after Sag. So I'm assuming at one point they were kind of thing where one nasty boy comes out and then oh by chance his tag partner happens to come out. because yeah. that's never happened before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, there's a lot. There's a lot of things people forget about the wrestling. Yeah. Even even the great JR made a mistake. How's that? Well, when he said that the first rumble that Mister Perfect was ever in uh-huh. was '93, yeah, and he said that at the 2002 rumble, I know. and I went, I, I remember the first time I watched that mm. one and went, no, wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you
1: watch, even if you watch, like, what sort of complacency people winning the rumble? If you even look go to that 1990. Who was the last person Holmes throwing bloody out? Yeah. Even though Perfect probably should
2: have won that one, yeah, but you Perfect know. Perfect should have won that one, but there you go. Mr. Politics again.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: What is that? Politics with a moustache? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you got that
1: Sean, uh, the early versions of the, the Heartbreak Kid yeah. coming forward. Being a Perfect Perfect is the first person to call him the Heartbreak Kid. I know. Uh, I super, know. Episode of Superstars over in commentary called him
2: the Heartbreak Kid. Just like, just like Jim Ross, the first person he mm. to auto phase the out was. Mm. With the new age out was, yeah, yeah. Like that.
1: But uh, also, there's a call stream one video thing, so also, I don't think it's on the live thing. Otherwise, why would they come be So surprised when Flair comes out number three. But mm. it's also inserted later on. But he's talking about uh, the Lord. Al- he's like, Lord, Al, I drew number three. three. And he's talking about what he's going to do in the Rumble, and I think oh, I I love the way he talked so calm and composed. Yeah, I all. didn't do because then later on we do the I right, probably didn't. The, Let me talk to you. Yeah. I
2: am Rock Flair. To be the man, no, you, I'm going to shout like this. Checking these, checking these rim, ring tape and just, you know, getting these cells on, like, Lord average I drew
3: number three. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, to a lot of people, that'd be a problem.
1: <laughs> and then, like I we got the collection of promos, like, you got Jake Roberts, Macho Man, Sid, Hogan, Gun Taker, Repo Man. What was your favourite one of the promos? Because mine's was Sid's. I had to laugh the fact that bloody Repo Man got you going like, I get to represent really the greatest prize of all, the WWE Championship. <laughs> <laughs> and then do these wee rat faces thing. Mm. But I, I liked Sid's as well, and everything. I liked uh,
2: I liked Jake's like Jake's one. Ah one. well come on, Jake we have a good mm. promo, but no sense was cool. Hogan's was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Me and my little Hulksters are gonna rumble all over you. And I'm like, I ah, good good job
1: of that, mate. Hey. Oh. Uh, oh. I okay, can't like the absurdity of Paul Wesson and Hulk Hogan in the two one. we went, twenty nine caskets, twenty nine horses, and at the and the top of all this chaos, the Undertaker once again
2: world or, wrestling federation champion. Love so, that Undertaker. And then
1: yeah, then she, like close up, teeth gritting, whispering like this. Yeah. And it wasn't until it wasn't until late 96 that he had some difficulty controlling the volume of his voice.
2: And I, just, I just liked that because it was so sinister because he would just look and he, with, the mouth never opened, the teeth were gritty and he was like, I am the master and the world.
1: He still has, at this point, a full brain and not half the brain that you do.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway. But, and we've, got, we've obviously got Mr. Steroid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Beef Bulldog.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Beef Dog. I can see, like, in late when they did that show at the Royal Albert Hall where he in the 20-man battle royal and mm. everything, which is notable for a uh, taker having that entrance but played with a big pipe organ playing. And he's like... Mm. Doo, doo. Uh, also, they say, that's why they used to say that he may have an advantage and he goes like, it will truly be when I win a Royal Rumble. with All this was like, you get it? Because Royal Family, because I'm English and I'm bizarre. <laughs>
2: No, I just like the Indies promo is like, and that will truly be a Royal Rumble. And you're like, my God, you are huge. <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? it's only the, I think it's the second worst line I've ever heard him say in a promo. I think, can't remember what it was. I, I heard about it because of was he been a promo. I think maybe in a different rumble. He went, there ain't no bull in this British Bulldog.
2: <laughs> no, i mean that. Why am right?
3: I? Well,
1: well, speaking of what, I mean, they did a thing which now... Who's going to
3: win the Royal Rumble? Bulldog, yes. And that's right, because I'm bizarre.
1: When you listen to promos like this, try and keep this in mind. Also, I read a thing like the Royal Rumble channel, like you can't say 29 men, you can't say the words Royal Rumble because when you listen back to promos like this, that's all I'd say, 29 other men, I'm going to throw them out there. I'm <laughs> going to win the Royal Rumble and I'll shout, shouting, unless you're Jake Roberts or Sid. Yeah,
2: or Undertaker. or Undertaker.
1: Undertaker's more of a just a growl than anything else.
2: Yeah, he just looks at the cameras <laughs> and say, I'm going to kick
1: fuck at <laughs> it you. It's, it's weird because you got that, you know, like you said, flair pro and then it cuts down with flair like, Tonight, it! twenty nine other. <laughs> I'm the. I've been telling for months. I'm the real world champion. <laughs> also, what the fuck happened to Jack Tunney? Jack Tunney, he loves them because well, he is in Hogan's world because Hogan twice calls him like scheming that scheming on the take, Jack Tunney, or whatever, and then he goes, oh, he heard from him and her goes. Ladies, welcome, distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, Jack Tunney. Boo! <laughs> he gets bit by the crowd. He's like, why? What? He did you a favour. He took the belt away from Hogan.
2: Yeah. I don't know what to he... should be kissing that man's feet?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mentioned Howard Finkel just being referred to as the Fink here. Yeah. So, uh, again, it goes, it is now time for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and then we start the long tradition of uh, commentators moaning at Howard Finkel to hurry up and tell rules. <laughs> Uh, entrant number one the British Bulldog Yeah. and entrant uh, number two Ted DiBiase and uh, I still they remembered. even though I don't, we don't like to talk about it in the Jameson match it's notable for two things I didn't note them down but Bobby Heenan had two classic lines because he also we're going to talk about a lot of classic bulldog, uh, Bobby Heenan lines uh. so he had two class digs at Jameson he said Jameson's mum and dad never got divorced because neither of them wanted to win custody of him <laughs> Like uh, and the better one is was, uh, Jameson every every time Jameson came home from school, he'd find his family had moved. He used to wrap his his sandwich, used to wrap his lunch up in a road map. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, Bobby was on fire in on this
1: one. <laughs> but Yeah, Bulldog and Teddy Beatty are you, the first to start us off and everything. <laughs> uh, Bulldog looking and... all roidy all growth hormy <laughs> He'd be asking, kind of looking a bit annoyed, as if he knew he wasn't gonna last very long. I don't even know what I'm out of here for, fuck's sake! I know, not realizing that because of bloody animal and animal going off and Woodward not being around, he would soon be on the first of his three tag title runs. He would spend the rest of his in-ring career in the tag in the tag division as a champion. Yeah, as a champion, pretty still, much. Yeah. They would basically be forced into the tag division kind of out necessity because they were short of tag team.
2: Yeah, but let, let's be honest. Once he went and got into the tag team as Money Inc. He was basically a champion until he retired. For the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, he
1: had a segment, I think, on Instagram with Jameson where Jameson snuck into your locker room and, and tried to impress the station sheriff by doing the million dollar bill. And she, and she grabbed him by the ear and forced him and showed Teddy the what he'd done. <laughs> so she basically battered him. Good. good, good on you, Sherry. But yeah. Battle that we told. It's kind of a. Not much happens, and they go a bit back and forth because by the time the next entry comes out, DUS has already been eliminated. Uh, here's what I'm going to do I'm going to read <coughs> out the first five entrants. We'll talk about the multiple moments that happened when they each one came in, elimination, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then on to the next five, and the next five, and then after number three, we'll just talk about the ending right up to the finish. Let's do that. Because, you know, we haven't actually done a Royal. Well, we've done two Royal Rumbles. Uh, if we did ninety two before we did two thousand and one, so it's well, that was years ago. So it's very rare we do a really a Royal Rumble review. So it is.
3: It's, it's a
1: bit I think this is the easiest way to break it down. Yeah, it's, I'm sure we'll do more rumbles in the future, but you know, we will. So so <laughs> as I said, number one, t- right, to Bulldog number two, Ted DiBiase, But DiBiase does a very weak uh, throwing of a uh, Davy. Uh, Davy out uh and he turns away like a bad guy who's just told the Bond their evil plan and just assumes that whatever contraption they left him with will kill him. <laughs> and yeah. Bulldog sneaks back in and eliminates him. Uh oh, the sounds of that weird cowbell, whoever that kind is that brought that to the arena. You're all, well, not as quite as bad as the pricks of the air horns of the UK shows, but you're almost up there. I,
3: I like the cowbell thing.
1: Well, that's Oof. your thing. Uh, entrant number three, Rick Flair. Entrant number four, Nasty Boy, Jerry size yeah. and number five uh, Haku, who's replacing uh, Brian, Nob. so, Brian Nobs. Brian Nobs. So let's we'll talk about key moments. have yeah, in here. Rick Flair coming at number three. Allegedly, uh, they wanted to. Allegedly. T- like they say, Monsoon does point out rightfully that nobody between them, numbers of one and five had had uh, one had won the Royal Rumble. So basically, it was basically they said, oh, it was all but guaranteed. Flair wasn't going to win. Yeah, but you could actually see. Even throw that out further to say nobody for the first 10 numbers had won because to that point the lowest number I won was in the first Royal Rumble when it was only 20 when Hacksaw won from number 13. So yeah. I'm pretty sure the other guys won it from the 20 odd position because Owen was like 24 and 25 respectively and Big John Stud was number 27, the first. To one from that number which is why that number goes on because oh it's the best number to draw in the rumble
2: was Big John the one who won it when it was
1: first of 30 the first ever 30 man we're throwing out the first ever number 30 entrant Big Ted do yeah, as a final person mm-hmm. so also but since then you should mention that between the numbers 1 and 5 since then eh, people also Flair wins for number 3 Bianca Belair twenty. Almost 29 years later, from number three in the Women's Royal Rumble, yes. would go to win it. Yeah, she won it. Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Edge, and Chris Benoit would all go on to win it from number one. Not uh, from number two.
2: Michaels won 96 from number 18,
1: did he yes, you not? Know? Yeah. Uh. Uh, Ray Mysterio Vince, and Vince McMahon, and there might be another one, but I can't remember, we went on to win from number two. Stone Cold Steve Austin won from number five in 1997. So between. What was Mysterio? Number two He used to uh, right. as was Vincent magazine Austin started in ninety nine and lasted all the way there. Yeah, end. yeah. But so out of the five numbers that Monsoon mentions here, number four is the one still to this day that hasn't produced a rumble in rumble winner. Number eight, four. Number four. Hmm. Even <laughs> like nowadays, like outside of that, I'm pretty sure numbers eight. I think Randy Orton won from number eight one year. What, no, was he like? Oh, seven one, Taker one? Yeah.
2: What number was he in that he, one? He was
1: number 30. That was the first time someone ever won for number 30. Ah. There you go. Yeah, one more number, even though they keep saying, oh, number one's the worst person you come in, or number is the best one, they had the same amount of winners. Because, <laughs> like, if you were won it for number one, as I mentioned before, the number 30 was Taker, Cena, Triple H. Mm. hmm
2: was that the one where uh Cena wasn't he, we weren't sure Cena was gonna be fit for it, but he yeah. managed to like he yeah, somehow was- really speedily elevate ele- yeah. Like, extended his yeah. even, even, like, dirt sheets and, like, news
1: sites weren't even teasing the idea of him coming back because it was thought that he wouldn't be able to come back in that short of time period. Yeah, right, because it was a torn pectoral or Yeah, something like, like off the bone and everything it was mm. torn. It was thought he would be out for nearly, like, half a year or six months, something like that. But he really fucking pushed himself. and right.
2: but sec- he's secretly Wolverine. He can heal himself. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I read a funny thing in regards to Cena the day. <laughs> they were saying that... Uh, the Rock, who basically heralded the attitude era, uh-huh. now does family friendly movies and shit. <laughs> and Cena, who was a family friendly gimp, <laughs> in his heyday knew does movies with sex scenes and swearing. Very much. Yeah, I watched Suicide Squad over
1: New Year. He's very good in that, He's swearing and effing and shooting people in the head. Yeah. And yeah, The Rock's been Disney movies, but. He he's in fairy. <laughs> he's also in Disney movies. I watched that film Moana that he's in. He's got one of the better songs in it. The will has got a hell of a singing voice on him to be fair. what films that? That Moana, the Disney film animated film he's in. Oh I didn't
2: know he was he, in
1: it. A... He voices voice a large Simone man with tattoos. However did he get into character? <laughs> <laughs> also, talking about number thirty, the lot next time the, title, the the world title will be on the line the rumbo is when Triple H went now at number 30 and won it. I said that at the start of
3: our show.
2: I know, I'm just saying. And I was very happy about that too, because, you know, I don't think considering his current physical state Mm -hmm. that we're going to see Triple H in a ring again. Yeah. I think that time has passed him by, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But do you know what? I think in his last couple of years he was in ring, he'd done all right. You know, yeah. I mean, he done good, and he got a title one out of But let's go back to Flair. Apparently, supposedly,
1: uh, supposedly, also they wanted him to be the first guy to wrestle from a low number, like especially being a heel. He's actually the first ever heel winner of the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I like, think you can see Johnstone's kind of face tweeners because he throws it a heel to win the next then the '89 Rumble, and people do cheer when he throws them out because <laughs> Hogan was you was know, a big baby face guy in '81, 1990. Hacksaw was a face in '88 when he won, so. Technically, the first field he won the Rumble, uh, and also they wanted to make all the distance because that's what he was known for in the territories being N.W. Champion going 16 minutes. Yeah, draws yeah. And, all that. and so, uh, at that time, Bobby Ian said to Vince, Why don't we have him enter number one and go all the way? But Vince didn't like what he had him go number one for a reason, he, didn't. he shut that down, so that's why he goes in number three. Mm. But even then, being in the first five numbers. As Monson said, it was at that point seen as an impossibility I for think, anyone well, to I do. I
2: think. Well, I mean, it. cool to see him come out because I mean, he would have got his music and yeah, you know. But you know, you talk about um like, <laughs> uh, Rumble entry and blah blah yeah. blah. One of the people I watched during that Rumble, it got one of the bigger bigger pops. Was mm-hmm. Hacksaw? Yeah, he got a huge pop when he came out. Man, yeah. I, I remember watching it and I was like, I met that guy. He's cool. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Flair manages to avoid elimination for the most
1: part until somebody else comes in. It happens to be another heel, so they briefly form an alliance where crowds grabs Bulldogs Armed, Flair's doing some chops and everything.
2: Yeah, so then Flair decides to go fuck it.
1: <laughs> and then like, every time Flair does something and doesn't just stand in the corner, Bobby Heane's character, like, No, conserve your energy, Flair, conserve mm. your energy.
2: It's weird if you think about it mm. because the way Vince kinda of portrayed his heels at the mm-hmm. time. They were only fighting heels, they were bitches,
1: and uh, even but and Flair. Then, but even now, then, every so often, whenever Flair would sneak up on somebody and they'd turn around, he'd do his classic Flair and all, like, beg off.
2: Yeah, yeah, but for the most part, Flair was kicking ass in that rumble, man. Yeah,
1: and the so, so society gets thrown over the top rope, but he hangs on and he's shouting, oh, I'm smart, and then Goldog just drop kicks him off. <laughs> yeah.
2: so, in the, in the first few entrants, Bulldogs just throwing people out left, no, right, centre. So. It goes million dollar man, it goes Sags, but we knew we probably figured Sags wouldn't last no. long time. And then in comes Haku. He then falls from Alliance of Flair, but then that falls
1: apart because Faler makes this mistake of pissing off Haku and then does like I said the bag off no. in like, no, autone. No and uh, Haku he even tries to like roll into the ball not to get away from Haku, but Haku does a point where he pile drives the uh, Bulldog and then in and starts like, clawing at his eyes to, yeah. to get like out at his eyes. Very early on Bulldog does that thing with his hair where it goes all poofy. Yeah, then I mean, he looks all poodly. All poodly, yeah. A British poodle. poodle. And then the poodle eliminates Haku, which I'm sure he was annoyed about.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, anything else to say before I move on to the next few entrants? Oh no, 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 I just, like like I say, I just, I I like, Mm -hmm. I really like the way Flair conducts himself in this Rumble from the start, because Mm -hmm. like, like I said, remember that time, heels were only known for having, you know, fight as such. Yeah. But Flair, he's hitting heels, he's hitting faces, he's just fighting. That seems
1: to be the theme here, but and probably because he's like an
2: outside guy still to
1: a lot of people, but the theme is, a lot of people come in and most of them their first target is Flair.
2: Yeah, but... Fuck it, Flair is the man in this match mm-hmm. through the whole fucking thing. Flair is the man; he's just going, and he never seems to slow. You yeah. got to, you got to really like appreciate like what Flair's conditioning at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he's he's always looked like an old guy. Yeah, always. even when he was a young guy, he looked like an old guy. That's how he his
1: hair? It's the same with Steve Martin. I've always thought Steve Martin was at least forty odd for thirty uh, odd years. Right.
2: But my god, the the conditioning mm-hmm. of the guy in that Rumble was mm-hmm. something else. You know, but yeah. last, last my two bits on the initial portion of the Rumble.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get you. I think at this point, also, it's worthwhile pointing out they keep mentioning it up until it's broken, that go into the man with the longest time in a rumble Match is like 50, 53 was the minutes. model Rick Martel. Yeah, and that's interesting because it's the first ever Royal Rumble at this point. So this is, they're getting to the point where they can start giving you stats and figures and people's histories and all that. So that's are some of the fun parts of the Rumble start to form with people, you know, having, like different stats and that, but number six, nearly heel, Shawn Michaels comes yeah. out. Number seven, watch out. Tito's about, out comes El Matador, so Joe Santana. Uh, number eight, The Barbarian. Number nine, Texas Tornado carry Von Air, And number
2: ten, The Repo Man. Do you know what whilst I was watching that rumble?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I was, I was, it was a little lull mentally for me at that point and I was like, yeah. I got a bit bored, mm-hmm. so I decided to look it up. It was his right foot. Uh, what gave on Eric? Yeah. yeah, it was, and through the time period after mm-hmm. that, like he was in. Mm-hmm. I kept watching his right foot mm-hmm. <laughs> to see how he favoured it, how he walked yeah. on it, because I, I was always see like after the fact, I found out that he had a he had a fake foot. Mm-hmm. I was like, I
3: always wondered. I was like, I wonder what one it is.
2: <laughs> so I had to look it up. <laughs> And then looking it up, it, I discovered that it was his own retardation that went and caused him to lose the fucking thing. Like, walking about on it when he wasn't supposed to. Right. He got surgery on his accident. Mm-hmm. And if he'd have stayed off his goddamn feet, the doctors wouldn't have had to take his foot. Mm-hmm. But no, he knew best. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Sean comes in, he
1: really mixes it up with flaring you know, two heels going at it, you know, even though I think they really plan this ball when Sean with a Face? I don't know. Yeah. But uh then he mixes a bit with Bulldog. Bulldog, kind of does a press slam on him. But Tio comes, in, he mixes a bit with Sean later on because that's going to lead up to their Mania Matt. Yeah. Barbarian was one of the few guys in here who had very little to say about. Him. I even forgot, almost forgot to make a note of it later on when he gets eliminated because he just did a lot of nothing. Did Barbarian just walked around going, "I am Barbarian," <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like. One, one normal thing was like Bobby Hearns saying, like, he didn't like anybody. He didn't even like me and I used to be his manager. Yeah. Very well put together, <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. Very well put together. Uh, Dick's Tornado liked his but when he comes and gets Flair cast, of up to him and they're going at it and then he hits some chops and sends Flair back in the corner. Flair comes out and as he clicks, uh, Dix Niro goes at him again. So does his big
2: flop. Wouldn't it be nice if we could have mentioned that, that Tornado had taken the belt off him yeah. But they don't talk about the belt that he took.
1: No, they don't talk about that. Because <laughs> he's the alleged real world champion. Allegedly. Allegedly. I think, uh, like, we pull man in the next couple of entrants after him, that is a bit
2: of a lull. It's like, there's ebbs and flows around. Like, yeah, good, yeah. A bit of a lull. Well, oh, some good stuff's happening, then some lull. Then a Wait, there isn't one Royal Rumble. You could say there isn't any ebbs and flows. There's always yeah. ebbs and flows in a rumble. It's uh, just the nature of the fucking... Yeah. It's the nature of the event. Yeah, you know? of course.
1: As long as there's more of the stuff happening. Let me
2: and then like I mean, you you watch a rumble, right? Yeah. And you've got you at any one point of a rumble there's gonna be at least at least maybe mm-hmm. at most maybe four or mm-hmm. five guys in there. Yeah. Like you're rooting for the you like or you want to see get a kicking. <laughs> so when you're watching a rumble and it gets to that point where it's really packed, you're kinda uh-huh. sitting there watching it going, Oh, this is happening oh, this is happening. Oh, who was exactly that got thrown out? You know, you're always kind of hoping it's either somebody you hate getting thrown out Or you're hoping it's no somebody you like Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, because most of the time when you watch a rumble Mm -hmm. And I I would disagree with anybody that denies this Mm -hmm. Most of the time with a rumble, you have a general idea Mm -hmm. of who's going to win it Yeah Or who's at least going to be in the final four Mm
4: -hmm.
2: So, a lot of the time when it's guys you really like At most, you're hoping we make it to the final six. I think looking back on it, like when you look back on some of the rumbles where there are times you think, oh,
1: obviously so-and-so's going, to win. who else could have won it? Like, Sean in 95 springs to mind. <laughs> when you look at the roster, because like, the main reason he and Bulldog went all as far as they did is because probably Bulldog was the only other notable contender at the time other than Sean. But if you're looking back here, I think a big part of why people like this Rumble so much is that other than Flair, who are a lot of people who were younger and I know people who were young when they watched this. I like think my friend Gary I mentioned earlier who said like, being gutted when he heard that Flair won because at the time he was like, yet very young. And he didn't like Flair, yeah. but then you got like Hogan, Taker, Macho. Anyone, any of them could have won it. Jake, the kind of people. Mm. But and so like I said, but Evans and flows here, I'm like after these couple of entrants here. Uh, nothing, I'm struggling right to write. Well, number 13 comes in, I'm just writing and writing things. So let me talk about <laughs> right here because f- when, when Sean comes in, the kind of slowed down, let the little ring fell up a bit. And then we're about to get into uh, one of those everybody out the pool <laughs> <kind of laughs> moments. And <laughs> let me explain. So Repo comes in, doing his sneaky thing. And then there's a couple of notes where I was struggling for notes and I'm kind of swindled a little bit. So I'm like, there are people breaking up other people's eliminations. What are you doing, people? Let every mm-hmm. man for himself. It's in the tagline of the show. And then number. Stop l- helping them. Out number 11, in comes Greg Valentine, who mixes it up with Flair, even gets locked in the figure four at one point, which I yeah. thought was a nice little touch. Uh, Nikolai Volkov comes in, who does stuff with Repo Man, I guess. <laughs> he inevitably gets eliminated by the Repo Man, I should mention as well. Nikolai, you know, he's he a substitution, so he wasn't going to do much. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Repo eliminates Volkov, and then all of a sudden, buddy, Big Boss Man races down at number 13, and then as I, I barely remember any of his time in that rumble. <laughs> I barely hear boss flies delivering his trademark punches going around you with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doing his trademark shit punches as you would say. Yeah, it's we, like, are, we remember, are shit. I remember watching like, God, I bet Paul would love this spot here. Just him going, eh, eh, eh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yes. His, his arrival uh I, th- I think at the point where Bossman made his arrival was the point I went to make myself a coffee. <laughs> so, let okay, me talk here, because
1: this is when everyone starts getting the fuck out of there. Yeah. So uh, Repo then eliminates Greg Valentine, so Repo Man gets two eliminations, which is more than Jake Robert, by the way. Yeah, I know. More than Undertaker. I know. Just said. Uh, number 14, Hercules comes in. Uh, he ends up eliminating the Barbarian. But then he's quickly. Ah,
2: Undertaker get two eliminations?
1: I think he only got the one. Oh. Ah. he you know, think of the He eliminates the Barbarian and then soon eliminated himself by the boss man. And the <laughs> boss man also throws out the Repo man. t and Sean of a scuffle and then they both end up tumbling over and eliminating each other in a spot. Yeah. A spot where it's so kind of off camera, off to the side of the camera, you wonder, was that meant to happen? <laughs> Who knows? Flair mm. uh, finally gets some eliminations. You know, he just. Bulldog runs out and just throws them over the top. Mm. And then quickly makes. Gets, takes this tornado out there as well. And now, now I'm going to argue this. It says that Flair eliminated Bossman. I'll argue Bossman eliminated him himself. Yeah. Because <laughs> he runs at uh, Flair, he kind of just bounces off the roads and kind of just flips over and basically sends his own man kind of sends himself out there. Yeah. So <sighs> Flair just flops down, knacker, like, okay, we've got the rest, but we're at the halfway point of the Rumble. All these people have been thrown out and everything. And then who comes out, number 15, it's Roddy Piper, yeah. who gets a big pop in. Ian's like, oh, no, no, no. No, it's that mental burst. And he and says, oh, you can kiss it, good Viper He's <laughs> uh, always jumping the gun gorilla, wouldn't Flair then tries to roll into the bomb rope to get away from Piper Piper follows him around the ring. He gets beat, by him. He locks him in a sleeper hold, but he manages to hold on longer for...
2: Number 16 Jake Roberts To come mm-hmm. out And I've got to admit I loved it Because Jake I think Was the first one To come out And just Casually walked Into the ring And he gets He slithers in Under the rope mm-hmm. And then just looks At Piper And he's like
3: Ah oh, you do your thing
2: mm-hmm. You go do it I'm just going to Sit here and watch you mm-hmm. So Piper's doing that And if you notice When he's got mm-hmm. He's got Flair In the in The sleeper thing Right You notice how He ever so slightly edges himself So he wasn't able To see Jake mm-hmm. And then, when he done that, Jake fucking uncoiled, man. Uh-huh. Came from the corner and went to attack. Uh-huh. You know, and then we got, you talk about Bobby Heenan and his <laughs> great commentary during, <laughs> this, during this particular portion of the Rumble. Hilarious. Because he's sitting there, he's like, ah, like, oh, damn you, Snake. Because he, he starts kicking both of them. Mm-hmm. And then he starts everything, he gets a short clothesline on Flair, mm-hmm. sets them up. And I hated the fact it was so many times where. Jake was setting people up. He never fucking got it. Uh-huh. But He sets Flair up for the DDT, and then Piper kicks in and attacks fucking Jake, and he's like,
3: Oh, thank you, Roddy. Thank you. It's not a skirt as I killed. Thank you, Roddy."
2: And, and then he starts attacking Flair again. He's like,
3: You lousy... No, that's not a kilt, that's a skirt, you skirt-wearing <laughs> freak. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, oh, thank you, Jake, thank you, and then he'd be so like, no, you have no good snake, and then, yeah, it's not a, uh, it's a skill. I've always said that, even though I learned called it a skirt. Like, like, it's you know,
3: then, not a skirt, it's a kilt, and then he's like, oh, damn it, that's not a kilt, that's a skirt, you <laughs> skirt-wearing freak.
1: <laughs> Just said that makes think of the, the Grinch, it's not a dress, it's a kilt, skunk. So, <laughs> number, number seventeen. Out comes hacksaw, who wears gear too far too similar
2: to Roddy Piper that when they both had their back turns you couldn't tell who was who. Just look at the width to the back. <laughs> That's how I managed to keep myself right because you know hacksaw at that point was a lot more sturdy than than what Roddy was. That's all I really know then. Number eighteen, IRS. Er, Nothing when, happens. Er,
1: <laughs> number eighteen, IRS. Nothing else happens. Number 19, Jimmy <laughs> Snicker. Not much else happens. Ah. And then number 20, The Undertaker. Who really point out?
2: Taker actually, number 20, if we go by who comes through the curtain, it's number wallpaper. 20 was Balbera. <laughs> <laughs> Going.
1: <on>. Oh. oh. <laughs>
2: but like, they said that
1: uh, Hogan and Taker got picked between numbers 20 and 30 because obviously of everything that happened with the dirt and the shenanigans at Tuesday in Texas mm. and everything like that. <sighs> Surely it should have been just one of them is number 20, one of them is 30. Oh, rather, he wasn't 30, was he? No, he was like 26 or something Aye. like that. But should it should have be? been, I think it should be been the case one of them was 30, one of them was 20 or something like that.
2: Mm. Rather, rather than the number 30 who we actually got. But no, we got Undertaker, he came in and I'm sure he got two eliminations because I'm, I'm sure he got two quick eliminations. No, he, he gets
1: one elimination and I read a note
2: of it. Who was it? Yeah,
1: uh, eliminates Jimmy Snuka. He, ah, grabs Jimmy, he so just, just, grabs just grabs him and
2: throws, throws him to fuck out. Starts
1: choking Flair in the corner. Like, what are you doing? He starts. and starts going mental. Yeah, I think then after this spot here, which I know a lot of people will discuss about the rumble, as one of the more noble, but bits between that, this next spot here, and then Hogan coming out <laughs> as another one of those like ebbs before it picks back yeah, up again. Yeah. Because
2: just a lot of individuals. Dane spots or Dane holds.
1: Yeah, because like every so often, like, and, you know, it has to kind of happen because you can't just be cool, go for the full hour. But there are times where there are longer, especially in moments like this, where it's just a uh, punch in the corner, punch, kick, kick. <laughs> someone grabbing the ropes, hanging, just hanging there, like, uh, can't, can't, quick, get him. <laughs> mm. I should mention Bossman, I think it was with Sean, where he kind of punches him and Sean goes flying, he's making kind of hold on, and it's made look like Bossman's grab grabbing, like he's trying to get him over, really, he's not. What do you, we look. Watch like? It looks like Sean maybe lead up a bit too quick, and if he actually, if he's not careful, he'll actually follow it and both attempt to grab him You keep him in the ring. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, geez, he's bit, he's overdone it. But yeah, number twenty-one, Randy Savage, who gets a big pop, and then we
2: notice when Jake just slides under and let us I'll let you go first, but once you get your bit out, I think we should discuss Randy yeah, Savage. Yeah, he
1: slides out. So then he gets into it with Taker and then he gets takes a few shots and plays to Taker and that and then that's when Jake sneaks back in. But then sorry managed to turn around, eliminates Jake Roberts, and then he leaps over the top. On his feet, both of Touch the Ground. And thinking and seeing sense in it, even though it was a legit fuck up, Monsoon and Piper in and Heenan call it as an elimination before immediately a bit of quiet and then Monson go, Oh, I think it's a I think he has to be thrown over the top rope.
2: So, we, we, we found an excuse for Savage, but I don't think we found any excuse for Bianca Belair. Yeah, or Milmaskas. Or Milmaskas. Well, he was just a fanny who He'd probably didn't want to get eliminated by yeah. anybody. Like, 99 Kane goes to chase some people when he walks over the top
1: rope. <laughs> and Kane eliminated himself in 99. Yeah. Nobody Nobody let him come back. So, Macho Man gets away with it and Bianca Belair gets away with it. I mean, the Rock got away with it in, in 2000 when he technically eliminated himself. Yeah, you know? yeah. So if he can get away with it. But anyway, Macho Man, he leaps over, he's punching, like he says it's a bit of quiet as if Finn's no like, no, God damn it, He almost my it He has to be thrown out. he's still in it, he's still in it, he has to be thrown out of the top rope. Goddammit, damn it, Macho. Damn it, man. And then Tiger Grumding grabs him and throws him back in, he's like, oh, he's, he's being allowed to continue, it looks like he has to be thrown, but honestly, I think they should have just let that count as a civilization because when you think about it, what does Macho really do if not for the rest of the Rumble? Fuck all. Because really, all he really needed to do because to do the Rumble was to get to Jay Robbins. It shows that he cares more about avenging what Jake did slapping Elizabeth at Tuesday in Texas more than the title. Yeah. And that gets over the seriousness, how serious it is to him. And you set that up as your notable angle and then, because usually that's what Rumble was, a series of angles for some people like. But Foley came in in 2004 because he had beef with Ornn. Eliminated made and himself. And then he carried on. Foley didn't get to come back in. Mm. Just let Macho and Zeke do a thing. Because Macho does a little... And he has a very underwoman looking elimination as well. Later on. Yeah. But like I said, there's a bit of a meh period here. Because number 22, The Berserker. Number 23, Virgil. Number 24, Colonel Mustafa, And number 25 is Rick Martel. Like Berserker, they say, Oh, he, he should have an advantage. What's his main thing? Throwing people over the top row. Eliminate zero people. <laughs> he just fuck all.
2: Yeah. No, he does do something. He goes, Huss! 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 For Joel's there. His most noble thing is his first person he targets when he gets in is the Undertaker. Huh. There you go. <laughs> but uh, Because it, the Undertaker's the only one in the ring at that particular time that's about the same size as him. You got Vir- you got Mithafa doing his
1: weird, like, Swing his arms back, almost bushwhacker-like walking to the ring. Yeah. Along with Daryl Adnan. He gets mixed up in the corner with Duggan, reminiscent of that time They got caught with weed by a cop, probably. Nah. Uh, 25, Rick Martell comes in there. Uh, Andy Savage eliminates Colonel Mustafa. Uh, Rick Martell, and then they go on, oh, he's got the record thing, but he, he's number 25. What a luck of the draw. If he wins this, he didn't have that time. <laughs> and then, number 26, which gets a bit All a loud response, but later booze. Out comes Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he get, who immediately gets into it with Undertaker and Ric Flair. And then Undertaker then forms this weird alliance with Berserker the, the and IRS mm-hmm. to beat up Hulk Hogan. There's a trio, I want to But see. ultimately, that leads
2: to fucking Hulk eliminating
1: Taker. He just slid clothing and Taker's as his usual line on his sideball, because it's the Royal Rumble when his feet touch the floor, Taker's eliminated. So. Like, immediately, like, oh, I lost the tail, but I wouldn't have been out. Then it's would be like, nah, see, I can eliminate you from the look, I easily beat you. I honestly think watching this, and watching the, and doing it for this wee miniseries, not I've taken away from it, other than the fact that Hogan's a cunt, which I already know. Yeah. It's probably the best thing for a new taker's career that Hogan fucked off. Oh, yes. Because under here gained a lot of seniority, and, you know, through his loyalty to the company, but, if Hogan stuck around longer, you know, the way he just dispatched the Taker and this rumble and everything, Taker maybe wouldn't have gone to the position that he got at if Hogan had anything to do yeah, with but
2: it. totally influenced the political beard. Aye, because
1: also, even before he, while he was still there, he was still going, Oh, Taker, hey, fuck my neck, you'll be survivor.
4: Your
1: hair, your neck was about as far away from that as. Your hair is from your forehead. I know. Hulk Hogan, the only man who wouldn't put his own forehead over. He wouldn't put his own hairline over. That's no. how bad he was. He's, he's about... That's head was really ha- quite clever, man. Thank you. He wouldn't no, no. even lose to his own hairline. I've been meaning to get that out there I thought I might have used it before. <laughs> he is, his head was about as far away from the chair as Boris Johnson is from reality.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs> There's more Boris Johnson jokes I can make in relation to Hogan, but, you know, I'm not going to... I'm going to leave it there. Uh well, I, I can. I've got. I've got the PM's questions paused. Let's <laughs> point and laugh. Ha ha! Ah. <laughs> ah. If you're gonna, if that's gonna think. I think it's gonna make you complain. Well, fuck off.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, Berserker gets eliminated by uh, Hogan later on, I think, as well. Uh, Hogan then rips, he does this thing where he rips his shirt and then grabs Rook to Martel, Martell and chokes him by his shirt and then throws him over like... Yeah, again,
2: such a face man. Again,
1: like a good baby face. <laughs> but then he throws the shirt down. So IRS uses it on Roddy Piper later on and then randomly you see him later on. If you didn't see him using the weapon you'd be confused later on when you suddenly see him wearing it around his neck like a fucking scarf. <laughs> like, there's a weird point where right before he does it on, he chokes Piper with it uh, to the IRS can. Kind you of, see Piper before Piper gets choked. He's kind of sneak, looking at Taker He's looking at Hogan, who's mixed up with Flay in the corner. And Piper's got looking his face like he's gonna go after Hogan mm. before Iris kind of breaks. I would have liked to see what Piper would have done there. I'm going to read you through the final four entrants here. And the big, the big characters that the left to the end. And by big characters, I mean one. Yeah. Skinner comes out next. He's got landed by Martell. Sergeant Slaughter comes in at number twenty eight. One of the few former champs that come out. Said Justice is number twenty-nine. And number thirty, which Krill Munson basically tells you right before it comes out, the warlord. It has to be contention for one of the most underwhelming number thirties of all time. Yeah, yeah. So why didn't you just swap those right? Have Said Justice come out at number thirty? Yeah, that'd be better. <laughs> oh, you said like, oh there's only one left, it's all been announced, they only can, can only be the warlord. You never know, Jack Tunney. You could pull a fast one on us. Yeah. And then it <laughs> comes the Warlord. I told you it was going to be the Warlord.
2: <laughs> uh, but no, Sid comes in and quickly
1: mm-hmm. quickly gets ready a good few. There's mentioned Flair, the thing where he skips to and tries to grab his Hogan by his feet, pulls him under the ball, and nobody tries to mix it up, but then at least the Hogan carrying a suplex then Hogan suplex Flair on the outside. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, Sid actually has the
2: most eliminations in this match with six six he had six eliminations so he gets rid of I, I think he gets rid of uh, Sergeant Slaughter in a quite a vicious way I, he just fucking he just them. fucking launched him into t- you hear the thing clink before he fucking flies out that reminds me uh, I mentioned I don't know if you noticed in the New Foundation match
1: Owen and the opener oh. did a version of his brother's like chest thing which, which uh, one of the more novel things I've read so far in Brett's book is when he mentions the first time he ever did that bump on a Stampede show he said i would never seen anyone take it that way and so he just did it on a whim, and he got a really loud, genuine reaction. And I was like, oh, because they would never seen it like that. Yeah. So he realised, like, oh, that looks good. Why don't I do that from now on? Yeah. I mean, it's a simplified version of it, but it's either the case of him trying something new that hadn't been done. before. like, huh, I'll do that.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: That's one of the things that, that Brett done very well. Yeah, um, fell down. <laughs> yes, <I> and in, <laughs> ran into things.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway. We've, See, we've got have usually got carers for people that like to run into things and fall down. <laughs> but then, since
1: Sid works with Hogan, they will eliminate the Warlord. Cause they might be pals at this point. <sighs> and he goes, "There goes the beef." He goes, "Oh, what a surprise! Warlords out! They're like, you're really surprised they were so shit as number 13. Mean, do you not know? Remember a couple of years ago where he went in and immediately got eliminated by Hogan, holding the record for years until Santino.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Well I think they mentioned during this little record holder at that point was Luke the Bushwacker. Yeah. Who had four seconds. But no, Warlord was two and
1: then it got done a, just over one segment, you know. Because like, Bushwacker had time to walk, sit one side down to the other and then get thrown out. So it's one of the shortest but still. So yeah, he works with works uh, works with, uh, he works with Hogan the 11-8 Warlord. He then eliminates Paper and Martell as they're brawling out, so he just throws them both out. Yeah. He picks up Savage, tries to throw him out, and then Flair jumps up behind and knees them in the back, which causes somebody to let go of Savage and Savage yeah. to the outside. side. So technically, Flair is credited with that elimination as well. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair to Flair. <laughs> that's fair to Flair. Uh, Hogan is mixed up with Flair. Flair hits some chops, and then Hogan does his new, and then does some shots of his own and everything, and then he gets Flair down the back the rope and H- he's hanging on the bottom when Hogan's kicking at him and Sid's just kind of standing there looking around and going people, what the fuck like looking around like mm, should I should I do it should I help him or should I just throw Hogan out and he chooses the lie, throws Hogan out two cheers. there's people even though there's some Hogan fans there you can see people in the background the hard ground, just going jumping up and going yeah I like, see there's that like, some young people going oh but then in the background the lads going Y-as! yes so <laughs> that old kind of." It. and you're like what do you think about that big boy and then Hogan's just like you like Look around. Hulkamaniacs. Boo this man. He's cost me my belt. But not a lot of the Hulkamaniacs booed that man. And then he grabs his hand like a petulant child. Oh, fucking... Ugh, don't and then, even... And then Flare fucking... comes up from behind. Fill out, and Phil over here losing. himself. like, yes,
3: yes, yeah, Flare did it, yes. And we so gave the
2: cow, cowbells going ding ling ding. The, the great one, Hulk Hogan decides to help the heel
1: yeah, even in KFW, even if you just like, oh, that no good, Sid just has cost my belt. Yeah, but then you just handed the belt to a heel, to another heel, an outsider, the guy who cost you your belt before. Yeah, at Survivor Series, and then tried to cost you it again at, at this Tuesday in Texas.
2: Yeah. So, oh. so, you you helped the heel that cost your belt. Mm. Out of spite, mm. because Sid decided, "Fuck you! You're the one, in it last year, you silly old bastard."
1: Yeah. You see, the Roman match lasted one hour, two minutes, and two seconds. So the first two minutes went to Bulldog and DiBiase. So the flair was in there for an hour and two seconds, which I believe, whilst well, so they broke the record from Martel, would be the record up until 2006, where uh, Rey Mysterio would break the record coming at number two, where he was one hour, two minutes, 12 seconds, Ooh. which I believe the record still holds today in the men's rumble. Even after this, even Shawn was going from number one because they shortened the entrance signs. Yeah. And they've a the lackluster roster.
2: Show America was only, was only in the rumble for 38 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So, that'll be the reason why Rey Mysterio's on the front cover of the new game win.
1: Maybe. <laughs> or maybe because they released a lot of too many people. Like, ah, People know who Rey Mysterio is. Too clear. Unfortunately, WWE has come to terms with the release of Rey Mysterio. Because of budget cuts. Mm-hmm. They spent too much money putting his face on a game yeah. that nobody will buy. No. I should mention, obviously, Flair, obviously, Iron Man and Winter, the winner of the Said also in most eliminations, be six. Hercules has distinction of lasting the least amount of time in the rumble, lasting a
2: total of f- 56 seconds. Ah, oh, that's a shame. I liked Hercules. A mighty Hercules. A mighty 56 seconds. <laughs> just, yes. Not even a minute. Not
1: even a minute. Not even a minute. So fucking Colonel Mustafa and people like that. Virgil got more time than him. We eliminated Virgil. I, I, I've lost my count here. I don't even I didn't think you He was so forgettable, I forgot to note down who eliminated him. I will quickly look that up. Yeah, you look go up. But Paul, talk about the the end where Hogan bravely has yeah, to chase well, have to, ch- to chase Flair off so he can do his face off with Sid.
2: Let's see, right? Let's see. We'll go. We'll go through it from the moment of Hogan's elimination, right? Yes. We'll go through it. We'll we'll run it down from there. So Hogan's doing this thing, stamping out Flair. Sid comes over and does what anyone would do in a Royal Rumble match. Uh-huh. Every man for himself, is that not the rule? Mm-hmm. He sees an opportunity and rightly so, he fucking takes it. He throws Hogan out, eliminates the threat. Hogan immediately
3: looks to the crowd to back him up. Mm-hmm. And goes, he's a bastard.
1: Ah, oh, he is here. Jim Duggan and Virgil eliminated each other. They had a similar spot to Sean and... Uh, Sean and... Uh, Sean and Tito. Tito, yeah. So, yeah, six eliminations. I wonder who who else... Uh, Flair also has five, also given that he had the assist to helping Sid eliminate. How many does the Batchel Undertaker man? have? Only has one, I'm telling you. See, one. One? Yes. And Savage has two, including himself. Hulk Hogan's got what? Hogan? Seven? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, no, that was 17. No. Four. four. four eliminations. Four. Right, right. So, does he technically get... Yeah, I think he gets credited for eliminating Sid just this. With an asterisk next to it, because you had a berserker,
2: warlord, taker, and then to an extent, yeah, Sid. Mm. But, nah, so he's shouting and bawling to the Hulkamaniacs, most of which at this point in '92. Yeah, there there are some loud woo -woo when he grabs his arm, by the way, as well. I hear it, I listen to it, and I went, you know how I went, I said in some versions of it, the, they edit the cheers and the booze, even, right?
1: Even a week later,
2: and similar so the weekly they
1: finished, they've already edited in some booze.
2: Yeah, but on the network, thankfully, and I, I don't have a lot to say positive about the WWE at times or the network, but on the network, mm-hmm. you can quite clearly fucking hear it. Mm-hmm. You know? Where's audible fucking. And the fucker, right? Sid's pointing at the dick. <laughs> And what does he do? Like you say, like a fucking petulant child, he grabs his wrist. Yeah. Trying to yank him out of the rumble. And by this point, people are audibly booing loudly. Oh, yes. They're like, fucking you sleazy, bitter cunt. Flair comes out. Hoist it out. The boos are very loud. Mm. And
3: I don't know, right, I don't
2: know if Lissy's fans in the crowd like, or massive Sid fans because I know he had a lot of big fans at the time, and through most of these, created a big fan base. Mm-hmm. Or if it's people that are just quite frankly sick of Hogan's shite, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh, Hogan's went Hogan's instrumental in the end in their fucking rumble or a pay per view yet again, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, Flair wins and rightly so because I think he in the account he's selling that damn rumble he fucking deserved it Mm -hmm. he wins he was a deserving winner despite the fucked up finish he was a deserving winner Hogan then decides to run in Mm -hmm. like a petty bitch (laughs) chase the winner out of the damn rumble Mm -hmm. who Flair wasn't even bothering with him Flair was celebrating yeah so Hogan like a petty bitch chases the fucking winner out Mm -hmm. And Hogs is Hogs the winner's time yeah. Again And he's shouting And bawling. Then The usual mm, Belt run the waist Oh that's crap mm-hmm. And Sid comes up And does something that I think is just lovely mm-hmm. He's up and grabs the back Of his And just goes Full fucker Behind you <laughs> And he turns around To try to square up To Sid And I think At that point He realised Sid Was at least a good He'd bigger mm-hmm. than him Yeah You know what I mean But he's fucking standing there And he's getting at the oh oh, look, look, oh, I'm listening where's it and he gets a couple but there's a lot the more he does it the more booze and then you can see uh, that kind of su- uh, sore of uh, face on oh, him the best thing about it was well, you heard the Hulkamaniacs you know, a few of them right but then Sid went and reached his horn out and just went <laughs> like that like come on come on and you heard quite loudly Sid 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 and I was like I was sitting there listening to that I was going oh that's gravy man <laughs> that's just gravy and he's going like he's going like that he's going and he's looking at Hogan going as i say you hear it mm-hmm. tides are changing prick do you yeah. hear
1: it like you, know, you see if, if I can do a fucking doer look on Hogan's face yeah. and he realises you get uh, a good close up his doer face and then uh, and then leaves him, he goes I'll kill you." Oh yeah, so
2: <laughs> uh, like fucking like like stupid security in! I remember at one point Sid grabbed Wario and threw him the fucking like he just went down on his knees and went, come on, come on ahead. like wait and cunt.
1: And you know, it's or as you feel bad for it, because like I think remember May in eight, shortly afterwards, like he refused to take a drug test, which is partly why he got like papped. do. Uh-huh. and like that and also the whole softball's so, like it disappearing in showing every so often. Really
2: liked softball. Like
1: <laughs> Which is why he, also, he was like, that and there are, and It was part of the reason why people like Cornell were coming up defence in 96 and then, What are you bringing Sid back for? I mean, you don't know what he's like and everything. But, like, I think if he'd managed to stay on the straight and nada and everything, because he clearly was taking something as well, but if he'd meant think of the push he could have gotten, you know, over, he would have been similar to his win of the title in 96. Like, imagine Sid sticks around after Hogan leaves, you know. He can be in the next spot. You know, he can be your big Hogan replacement mm. big guy. Or imagine giving him the run. That Diesel had. You know? Yeah. Uh, but do you know even what? though his matches with Diesel weren't good, they were better somehow better than his matches Diesel's matches with fucking Mabel and Bulldog and Can I like just that. say,
2: well, Despite the fact
3: that Sid's title runs were short, yeah, right? They were significant.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's the thing you a lot of people don't really think he listen of yeah. about Sid's
2: title runs. Short they may have been, but my Christ, they were significant.
1: That's also talking about something short significant. This is Sid across Sid Justice, Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid. Sid. This is his one and only Royal Rumble appearance. He's never in another Royal Rumble. After. Is he not? No. Wow. Because like he comes back late '96, obviously, and then come '97, he's in the, t- the title match, and then he's gone before the next year's Rumble, and he's never been in another Rumble match since. But he,
2: but what an impact he made though. I think he made a great impact. Yeah. Like. I mean, you just have to go to that reaction to his title when at Survivor Series. And, he, uh, I mean, gr- granted there was a percentage of that was the fact that they were sick of Shawn by that point. Yeah. But, you know, that fucking crowd reaction when he, won- even I saw, even this day I watched that when he wins I go, yes!
1: He's only also only had two WrestleMania appearances and he's main evented both of them.
2: Yep. He's 100% for WrestleMania main event. Damn right. <laughs> So coming back to that twice, twice world champ Twice main event fucking WrestleMania. The one rumble he was in He was in the final three In fact he was and, in the final two And he got the most eliminations And he got the most So fucking Sid's a legend man I know And he's probably got one of the most God awful injuries on camera
1: you I know We're going through that as well Also there's a point where he came off I'm pretty sure I saw him I of of him <laughs> but Was it in this or was it something else? He came off the top with an axe handle, and I remember Jonas also having a few years before his injury. Mm. I thought to myself, well, I felt bad for him. Like, careful, mind your legs, Sid. Oh. I think just for going to that injury when he didn't need to, oh. that does, that's worthy of a Hall of Fame induction, I think. Give him a Hall of Fame, you And
2: he got the Power Bomb Heath.
1: He did, he got the Power Bomb Heath. Yeah, for him. So we got backstage. When Togan chased him off, Flair walked up the back. And he's met by people I know they were perfect band. Perfect and, in. and then he's presented with the championship. Congratulations. I have the honor to present to you the championship belt of the World Wrestling Federation. He goes, after years, after months of blurring the blurring the belt, they declared me the real world champion. I can say and the like, with that tear
3: in my, my eye
1: <laughs> This is the greatest moment of my life. And he seemed like he also getting the seasons on he's a WFK, not no WCW guy Claiming at this point. He's like, mm. now this belt this, to be the number one, you gotta be the number one. And this belt makes you the number one. When you're the number one in the WWF, you're the number one in the world. Mm. And yet somehow Vince supposedly wasn't a fan of this promo. Like, I don't get it. And then we got the whole perfect, and he and Ian going, We're not the kind guys to say, We told you so. But we, we told, told you so. so. And, like, Woo. and then you had one of, of Mean Gene goes, Well, like Flair, the Royal but that's a good out.
2: Did you notice how forlorn and sad mean Gene looked like mm. he wasn't talking to Hogan? I did not notice that, no. I noticed like that. Like scheme Gene. Scheme Gene. Scheme Gene.
1: Anyway, <laughs> yeah. that's where the rumble kind of ends. And I'll say, honestly, not not just watching, but talking about it. Yeah. i had a better time the second go around than the first.
3: Oh, hell yeah. Because uh, let's, it's
1: let's say... Apart- I, I, I wouldn't say it's the greatest rumble, I think, from a star-studded perspective, but... There are a few adorable moments in it, yeah. but I do believe there are rumbles that are better than this. But I'm not as harsh because I remember I feel like at the time I was just watching like, oh, it's boring. People only see it because of people who are in it. I was so determined. I was so fixated. on It's definitely not the best rumble ever. Like I still don't think it's the best rumble ever. But I'm more yeah. relaxed and more than like there are good things about it. There's oh, a lot there to is.
2: like. If you if you if you disassemble it, you know, yeah. I and mean? you take a proper good look at it, there's a lot of good. there's like. Was good his- historical points in it. Yeah. You know, the, the whole event is nearly overshadowed by Jameson <laughs> because that's disgusting. A, b- a black mark on A black sp- mark on an otherwise very, very palatable pay-per-view, I think. Yeah, 100%. Because, in it, it, funnily enough, it seems to build as it goes on. And like I say, that's, why I, that's one of the other reasons I'm so against the whole fucking Bushwhackers bit mm-hmm. because the new foundation against Orient Express pretty reasonable match. Yeah. We, then we get le, IC the title. I.C. title match which season one I think is glorified squash it's still great to see Roddy get his moment.
1: First ever title win in the WWF? First
2: and only I think. No well, he would the end up was winning tag titles when he was old he?
1: Aye. and then uh, the only other noble win out of this was in W.C.W.F. think it was like 99 he got a couple of weeks as US champion. Ah
2: uh-huh. well there you go. But then we get the L.O.D. after that. Yeah you notice what I did there?
1: I I notice what you did there. Yeah.
2: Then we get the LOD versus the Natural Disasters, which is a fucking great match to watch for the mm-hmm. time period, I think. And then we get yeah. the rumble, and we get all in between with the, the great, you know, we get the cool promos, we get the funny promos, we yeah. get like, come on, you have man real promo?
1: Like, with, with the
2: exception <laughs> of, like, Jameson just being all bad.
1: Look at the matches, there are things you can see while well, they're good, you think, oh, well, it's some undercaratile, but it's still a good match, it's a glorified squash, but still good, and... Even though the deep, the finish is underwhelming, up until that still a good match. Because even though this is a period where, I don't think up to this point they were doing a lot, putting a lot of emphasis on the undercard of the show, mm. because there was just stuff to get through to the main attraction, which was the Rumble itself. But even for that, for that the period we're in, they still put a lot of stuff out on the undercard to keep you entertained. Oh, before yes. the for ultimately giving you the wrong match where all the big stars were keeping kept for. Yeah. So, well... Ultimately, I don't know how we rated it before. I don't think we had the same system. Just I don't back think then. But in terms of two thumbs up, one thumb up, thumb in the middle, thumb down or two thumbs down, where is your thumb going? I that thumbs up. I yeah. think it's a, a good show. There are a few things. that I'm going to give a single thumbs up as well. And Jameson is not the only thing that keeps it from getting <laughs> a double thumbs up. But he is maybe 50-60% of what if, keeps it. If Jameson
2: was in that any more than he was, it would have been a thumbs in the middle.
1: <laughs> yeah. If he wasn't there at all, then maybe it would have been a thumb and a half. Because yeah. there's still one or two things that keep it. Only minor nitpicks, but overall, a lot to, yeah. <laughs> a lot to enjoy. But one of these days, we will do WrestleMania 8. Not anytime soon because we've got other stuff we, yeah, want, we, we do, want to we do. do but eventually I want to do WrestleMania because at this point I want to talk about how the plans change because at this point in time I think at least at least one point they can get to because this is back when they used to have the Mania plans months in advance yeah. Plan the plan at one point was the top three matches were going to be and in a way these three hat matches these six guys all wrestle, but they were wrestle in a different order of what we get to but the original plan was Hogan v. Flair main event for the title Sid Justice potentially as a heel against giving Aton's face on the build to it, against Undertaker, mm-hmm. which we'd have to wait a few years at Mania, but we would get that, match yeah. Matcha Man Jake in a steel cage. Mm. So We would get those six guys wrestling, but we'd just kind of mix and match the order of those yeah. by the time we get there,
2: I, I would like, when we get to WrestleMania 8, I'd like to know why the wrestlers did not have a taxi to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I... Well, I, think I mean, for God's sake, the length of that walkway. I think one of the only matches that goes ahead as it was meant to was
1: probably Piper Brick. That goes ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they want to do a rematch, but obviously Hawks' uh, issues, uh, as do Marty's personal issues, prevent uh, Rockers' one-on-one match that they wanted to have. Yeah. And Sean and, uh, Sean and Marty.
2: super kicked in the obscurity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they also may have one in May 9, but then similar issues, but that's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so let's see how the car is shaking up when he, we eventually he, he get he to He was it. too
3: busy perving on his
1: stepdaughter. Yeah. But, Paul, I mentioned to you before, like, I like doing this three-part series, kind of, yeah. this part of the team. There. So I had an idea for another interest series, I've told you before, I know it's probably going to be a couple months at least until we can get to it, because we've got all stuff to do. I bet you it will only be called anything as cool as title special politics. So I've got a name for it. Should I mention it now or should I hold off till close to when we do it? Should I tell the people now? Tell them now. Tell them it. now. Okay, get o- get get their interest. Hogan's piece. gonna Hogan's gonna play a part in this, but we're gonna do some other things because we gotta get back to Fraser Impact and and uh, your gaff. Why go back to your gaff? Because we got a good one waiting for us yeah. with main games. But uh, mind the next,
2: games. The next. Fucking love main games.
1: But the <laughs> next ne- next three part series when we do retro review. I think we're gonna just do a one off in between then when we eventually and then go into this th- next three part. But I like the idea of doing me many series within the retro review. And the next one I'm gonna call. This next one's going to be called Getting the F Out. I've had the idea. It's not as good, but I like... No, it's it's a great
2: title. I just don't like that time period. I don't like that they got the F out. Well, there's a lot to talk about that time period. We're going to talk about...
1: In the three parts, It's also going to feature Hogan in two out of three of them. We're going to talk about Backlash 2002, Insurrection 2002, and the first ever WWE Pay-Per-View, WWE Judgment Day 2002. A very interesting ha- team with the undisputed championship, the paper UK view that gave us the the fly, plane ride raid from hell. They got people in baller even years later, mm-hmm. and culminating in the worst ever chokeslam the Undertaker possibly
2: has ever delivered. Mind you, at least at least Tom at least Tommy Dreamer has been let out of the naughty corner for now. <laughs> for now. For now. For now. He's not back on the television screen, but at least he's out of the naughty corner. I'm not really bothered. He's not been put back on the television. No, I'm not bothered. About. What
3: do you know, miss? much time. Not really, no. <laughs> Anyhow,
1: but speaking of that, uh, we are going to have Impact next week because we're going to talk about the fallout to Hard to Kill. We have had a few weeks falling out, and we're going to talk about the very months, like we've already talked about D-Lo. We're,
2: we're going to talk about Deal getting his wrestling boots on and getting in there and kicking some ass, man.
1: With a couple of weeks to follow out from it, we're going to see if we can see where... Things are taking us with a with a
2: no no surrender coming on the nineteenth of February. We'll have interest. We'll probably have interesting outcomes of matches to talk of. I mean, we do have the Ring of Honor title match between mm-hmm. Gresham and Macklin yeah. to discuss. We yeah. have the constant run-ins from the Ring of Honor talent. We, we had the title for title match,
1: the AAA Women's title, and the Ring of Honor Women's title match between Diona and Roxy, who Roxy, who there've been rumors are that people in WWE want her for NXT. I suppose, I, I allegedly.
3: Hope,
2: <coughs> I hope Impact Taker.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying those are rumours for now and then going into February there's been people in the wrestling world like wrestling media all that say that February will be an interesting month for wrestling free agents as a lot of people will have contracts coming up yeah, if, or yeah. don't compete clauses
2: coming up. Per- personally well, if you talk about the forbidden door. Yeah. Open it to AEW. Open it to Ring of Honor. Open it to New <laughs> Japan. Open it to anyone. But see when yeah. WWE come knocking, you fucking barricade that thing and nail it shut. There's been a couple of things. Some Impact people have been
1: doing outside of uh, Impact that I think are, is quite cool. Particularly Matt Cordon at the minute that I want to talk
2: about on that yeah. show. Uh, he he uh, he won a belt. Did he not? Sort of. Which he had to throw in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll talk about
1: that talk <laughs> about that next week. But you know. What are your thoughts on the Royal Rumble nineteen ninety two list? No, were we too hard on some bits? Have you heard our previous review? If you if you go back and listen to it, even though we're in the studio, our we have we're not quite as professional as we are now. We Do you do you think Jameson should be burned in the in the fire? Yes, yes he should. Oh see. I think this podcast is probably longer than the previous one. I think we gave it a lot more detail and analysis than we
2: did the first do, time. Do any of you think Jameson knew what soap was? Probably trying to eat it. He's such a.
1: Ugh. He is such an. Ugh. But, you know, but you people. K- I want to kick him. But, you, but we don't want to kick you, people, because you two, you tuned in for this long ass discussion and analysis of the 1992 Royal Rumble, and we want you to keep following along with us, keep following us we on do. Twitter at SPRambling mm-hmm. or follow RogerPains at RogerPains. We're on both feeds. Uh, you can find us on both those feeds on all good Android podcasts and sites like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Take the last two parts of this series if you haven't done already, take out our other retro reviews, other episodes of Impact or In Your House reviews, all sorts of interesting stuff from here. wrestling or We've got some ramblings about Frazier and other nonsense if you're not quite into the wrestling. Yeah. We tried to have a diverse palette of offerings for you.
2: You could even listen to a few confectionery reviews, which were quite fun, I think.
1: I, I enjoyed those too. Yeah. Well, Paul... Well, and a lot more fun the second go-around of it with uh, Rumble 92, I thought. Even even
2: though we had to discuss Hulk Hogan and Janison.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think we're I'm going to try our best. I don't know what we're going to do the next one of, like, uh, retro before we start this new series later on, but I'm going to try and find something that maybe doesn't have Hogan on. Give us a bit of a break from Hogan for a while. A little bit of a break from him. Yeah, let's let's try that. But until next time, uh, I've been Scott, that was Paul. I've been Paul, that was Scott. And thank you for listening to our review of Royal Rumble 1982. Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: Bye.